0: Listening to ABQ Central.
1: Well, to be, fair. To, be fair.
0: To, be fair. to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, with your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. This is all right, this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal, the cream of the crop, and talkabq.com.
2: Turn it up. I'll let it
3: bleed a little bit vital i like that beat bass just walks mm. Mm. you know who played that bass brandon ortega that is correct vital yeah. star very tv and radio guy. back-to-back new mexico sportscaster of the year kob tv's very own brandon ortega made our intro how about that
4: Played all the instruments, right? He sure did. Wow, he's like Prince. What it is, Duke City.
3: Good morning. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. And the program in question that you are listening to is Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. Vital, we play on Team I-9 Sports. I-9, baby. And Fred is gone. Fred's on the road with Chisholm Trail RV right now.
4: Where is he RVing to? West, east? Well, I'm not going to give away his location.
3: You know he's got some crazy fans out there. He I don't want him geocaching him.
4: He's that in Flagstaff. Vital. We know that.
3: He is not. Because if he was, if he were to be in Flagstaff, I'd be there because that's where my family lives. Don't go geocaching them, putting them on the interwebs, please and thank you. 505-246-0610, connect with us on the Graphic Connections hotline. You know what we're doing when we're downtown, Vital? Partying. We're drinking and we're drinking at Bourbon and Boots. I'm due for some two-stepping.
4: Are you one of those guys that grew up and learned in the two-steps? Yeah, I don't know how to do that. I never—I'm not a country fan.
3: I, I, tell, I don't mind telling you. I grew up right outside of Houston, Texas, brother.
4: And they all two-step there, don't they?
3: My mama knew, taught me how to two-step before I could remember learning how to two-step. That's how long it's been. Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Roadhouse Bar on every corner. Of course, I know how to two-step, brother. Urban cowboy, <laughs> definitely urban cowboy. <laughs> My hands are too soft for real rodeo.
4: Ever get on the electric bull?
3: Oh, of course.
4: That's get- crazy. I've done. That. That's crazy.
3: I've done it at a few places, and I think the mechanical bull operator feels sorry for me because he never really goes that hard and tries to buck me off because I think he could tell as most people who meet me can tell that I made a porcelain and silly string so if I get bucked off of that fake bull at the wrong angle it could spell trouble for old Van Nunley here just
4: the herky-jerky movements are alone talk about spinal tap
3: Big week in sports. Vital NBA Finals are rolling along. Phoenix Not Suns. looking good for my Milwaukee Bucks. I was just about to say that, man. I was going to console you. I brought you some coffee. You didn't want any coffee. <laughs> I brought you some muffins. You didn't want a muffin. Oh, no,
4: nah, I didn't know that. That I didn't know. I got, oh, you I didn't was, hear me say muffin? No, I didn't.
3: I brought Slept you a muffin. A, hearing. a scone.
4: Those are Those are good, by the way.
3: Raspberry, I believe.
4: Yeah, the Bucks failed to adjust in Game Two, and so now they're down. They're going back home. They win tomorrow, I think they do.
3: We got a star-studded show today, Vital, on a Fredless Saturday. Fred's on vacation. It's just me and a bunch of amazing guests today, and of course, across the glass, super producer Mike Vital.
4: So, what's your lineup for today? You sound pretty fun. You're hyped for it.
3: Yeah, I'm stoked. We got a good show. 8.30 to 9, in studio, will be owner-operator of Jackson Wink MMA, Greg Jackson.
4: Oh, that's a good one.
3: Yeah, right? So we're going to talk all things MMA. We're going to talk a little UFC 264. How are I talk about my boy, Conor McGregor.
4: Boy, everybody out of the woodwork. Stars, you know, McGregor fights and everybody comes out to watch him, even the the ex-president. It's crazy.
3: He draws. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that 8.30 to 9 with Greg Jackson, the Jackson Wink MMA. Lobo legend, Vital. NBA vet. King of Albuquerque. If you're on social media, you've seen him on everyone's page. The dude is back, and the dude is getting around. Lobo legend Kenny Thomas will join us. All
4: right. He's in studio. That's awesome.
3: In studio from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Really excited to talk basketball, talk uh, the basketball tournament. There's a big exhibition from the uh, Enchanted Team of New Mexico.
4: Former Having Lobo a, squad.
3: why is it loaded. Yeah, all former Lobos playing another team of all former Lobos in a scrimmage at the pit on Sunday. We'll be giving away two tickets to the enchantment scrimmage out at the pit. It's going to be a good time, Vital. we got a three-point contest, slam dunk contest, and then a scrimmage with all of your favorite Lobos throughout the history of... Lobo mania and then in a the 10 o'clock hour we have New Mexico United's David Carl
4: hey he always calls now he's in studio good for him yeah change his name to David call <laughs> am I right <laughs> yeah
3: but he's gonna be in studio with us having some fun we're gonna talk New Mexico United we're gonna talk all things sports
4: they play today or tonight don't they
3: they played last night.
4: Oh, did they? Oh. Big
3: win for the boys, Vital. You missed out oh, on that much one.
4: much-needed win.
3: In the rain. The rain scared me away. Can you believe it?
4: What kind of fan are you? Hey.
3: I'm a super fan, but I'm also a super fan that wanted How to spend Alex- some time with his lady friend last night. So there's about Alex Bregman?
4: Alex Bregman says that... Uh, he wants to come back to Albuquerque and just light it up and have a good time and uh, get people out to the ballpark, and that may happen next week because the Astros AAA affiliate Sugar line is here at the uh, at the lab next, starting next Thursday. That is right. According to my schedule here,
3: I was going to talk about that later in the show. But thanks for jumping the gun, stealing my thunder. <laughs> didn't mean to do that. So but speaking of baseball, well, I didn't. I didn't give you my my run sheet. I didn't give you my topics. Really stoked for that. That's going to be a big deal if Alex Bregman is in town. Because you know I'm an Astros fan.
4: Oh, you're a big Astros
3: fan. Born and raised right outside of Houston, Texas. I am the biggest Astros fan. I am the biggest Astros apologist. As you all know, fans of the show talk about the Astros ad nauseum. But that would be super sweet.
4: They're playing if, good this year, by the way.
3: Yes, they're looking very they're, strong. They
4: they're probably one of the best teams.
3: Well, I'd like to say they're the best. But I'm I'm not exactly partial. I'm not well, exactly objective.
4: It's halfway through the season, they've been hitting the snot out of the ball. Yes. El Tuve.
3: Deadly lineup.
4: And Bregman's gonna be coming back. Boy, look out.
3: So if Bregman comes back to Albuquerque to play for the Sugarland Skeeters. <laughs> I'm glad you did that, because I was going to clarify that the Skeeters are a mosquito-influenced organization, and it has nothing to do with Little John. That is the wrong skeet. That place is going to go bonkers if Alex Bregman is here for a whole series, even one game. I'll be there every minute if Bregman's here.
4: That That would be fun to watch.
3: I'll be the guy head to toe in Astros regalia. I put the gay in regalia because I'll be bright orange head to toe.
4: You watch UFC tonight, Vitale? You know what? Um, Poirier and McGregor, man, I got to tell you, McGregor can just bring out the stars. There's so many stars. It's a star-studded group of people that are going to be there. It's incredible. He always draws, and I like to just watch him. I'm not an MMA fan, but I like to see how he's—he's he's an incredible marketer, salesman for the—you know—for UFC.
3: Whether or not you're an MMA fan, you keep that to yourself. When Greg Jackson is here, Vital,
4: just I'm just being honest, <laughs> but I love the way McGregor is a showman, and we, and, and, he, and yeah, go ahead. No, I, I I love McGregor.
3: Yeah, you're so right. Even if uh, it's like. People who don't like football still want to watch the Super Bowl.
4: Casual. I'm the casual fan.
3: Yeah. So you want to see everyone in the crowd. You want to see one crazy knockout and you want to see some funny commercials like that's that's what you're about.
4: Yeah, he's great. If you heard his uh, press conference yesterday, it was funny. Crazy funny.
3: Oh, I hope he turns it around outside the octagon. He's been quite the bonehead made the. Some, bone, some bonehead moves by Tal. He's made some bonehead moves throughout his life. Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers in the match this week. James Harden gets pulled over for weed in Paris. The Olympics are banning spectators, even of the Japanese variety.
4: You know what? They can't clap. Did you know that? there were? There's a lot of restrictions on the local... F- Fans going to the games or the arenas, they can't clap. Can you believe that? How can you not clap when you're watching a sporting event?
3: I I couldn't handle it. That's crazy. I would get thrown right out. Me too. I would get sumoed right out of there. We'll be right back after these. After these messages. We'll be right back. Me and Vital be talking baseball, 815 segment. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal.
5: The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at 10. Check it. My man, my man. On 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal.
3: Welcome back, Albuquerque. Me and Vital hanging out on a Fredless Saturday. Freddy Fame, Federico Famoso, Manfredo Leone having himself a little vacay out in the woods. Vital, isn't that nice? Camping, huh? I believe so. He doesn't tell me much we don't We don't communicate well. We're like an old married couple.
4: <laughs> you know each other's thoughts?
3: I'm kidding. We have very good communication. We spend almost too much time together, including every Saturday morning from eight to eleven a.m on 95.9 FM and AM610, The Sports Animal, on a little show called Dave & Buster's Presents ABQ Central. And we are live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We are powered by our dear friends at New Mexico Pinon Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. 505-246-0610. Connect with us on the Graphic Connections hotline. We play on Team I-9, buddy. And when we're drinking, we're drinking at bourbon and boots downtown Albuquerque. All-star break, Vital. Pretty crazy beginning of the season. First half, a lot of surprises. Surprise teams coming out of nowhere. How
4: about Otani? 33rd home run last night. That is bonkers. That, to me, besides the sticky stuff, has uh, been the talk of the baseball world.
3: 33 home runs, and he's almost up to 100 strikeouts. Get you 30 bombs and about 100 innings of well-pitched baseball. You might remember in our MLB preview show, Vitel, I said... And I said, quote me, if Shohei Ohtani stays healthy all year, he's the MVP of baseball. Because he'll give you 20 starts. He'll pitch once a week, pitch really good baseball. And by the way, everyone's focused on his home runs. When Shohei Ohtani is on, on the mound, dude is unhittable. He has like 30 different pitches and they're all good. 33 home runs before the All-Star break. Guess what? A couple more games. He might hit some more. He might hit three or four more. We might be looking at the real home run record this year. Wouldn't that be sweet? A injury-plagued Shohei Ohtani finally gets to play one full season. And not only does he pitch 20 games, 22 games, he breaks the home run record. I think it's sexy. Yeah,
4: poor, he can hit the ball too, man.
3: He hits them anywhere too. I
4: mean, the, his home runs are, are not just over the fence; they're mammoth.
3: He hits them way out of the park, and he hits them everywhere in the strike zone. He hits balls at his shoulders, opposite field, over the fence.
4: Yeah, he's the real deal. Too bad he's not on a top-tier team, and a lot of America doesn't get to see him.
3: I couldn't agree with you anymore. And the poor Angels, Shohei Otani's finally back and healthy, and then the best player in baseball, Mike Trout, goes down. If they had a healthy Mike Trout, a healthy Anthony Rendon, and if they go out at the trade deadline, get a couple pitchers, I think they're as poised as anybody to make a good second-half run. Because they're for all their struggles there's still a game over 500 which puts them 9 games back from my Houston Astros
4: they the Astros have been playing crazy this year to me the be- to me the best team in the American League besides the Rays
3: the Rays are very good but they're in second place to the Boston Red Sox which i knew the Boston Red Sox were going to be better than people thought they were this year
4: uh, that's a surprise the Red Sox season
3: if you'd have told me at the all-star break Boston would be ahead of Tampa Bay by three games. I'd punch you straight in the face, Vital.
4: You know, two-step. <laughs> <laughs> Showtime.
3: Your Milwaukee Brewers are H-O-T-T hot.
4: Oh, yeah. and playing well.
3: They went from being three behind Chicago two weeks ago to six up on Cincinnati.
4: And the crazy thing about it, they've been getting pitching all year, but that offense is just you know, just ratcheted up a couple of notches and that's what you're seeing.
3: Yeah, speaking of ratchet. They're doing it without Christian Yellick playing at yeah. an all star level.
4: Boy, he's he's really dropped off. Oof.
3: Yeah. It sucks too because he was uh he's on my fantasy baseball team.
4: Mm.
3: I invested a lot in him in the draft. Chicago Cubs are faltering. They finally won one. Go Cubbies. That's a very Cubs thing to do, right? Come out hot, tease your fan base, and then fall off.
4: Now what do you do with those players that they've got? A lot of them will be free agents. Do you get rid of them? Do you trade them? Are the the Cubs sellers just before the uh, trade deadline here at the end of the month? So that's going to be interesting to see.
3: Well, I mean, this is the remnants of Theo Epstein's regime here, and there's a new there's a a new sheriff in town in Chicago.
4: You can't have the Cub fans just saying, "Hey, you know, we're still in the race," and then just start dumping players, you know, the salaries. So that's going to be interesting.
3: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And then I, I find the NL Central just wildly fascinating this year because instead of, I mean, besides the Pittsburgh Pirates, Lord help them. God bless them. St. Louis is poised to make a second-half run, too. They got one of the easier schedules, and they've been underperforming. And that would be a very St. Louis thing to do is sneak into the wild card the last game of the year Yeah, that would and then be. go on a playoff run with all their – they got sloppy seconds from the NL West and then a <laughs> bunch of players no one's ever heard of. That's the St. Louis way right there.
4: Yeah, it is.
3: My biggest surprise of the year, of the first half, I should say, are the San Francisco Giants.
4: I would say they're the biggest surprise. Who would have thought that?
3: Well, friend of the show, USA Today's Bob Nightingale predicted that. So shout out to Bob Nightingale for calling the Giants. He said the Giants are better than everyone thinks they are. They have a bunch of young pitching that's been lights out. Very strong bullpen. And they play like... I mean, of course, every team in baseball hits bombs now. But the Giants play a form How
4: about Posey's of, had an incredible year?
3: And Posey being back, that's a huge yeah, part. Yeah, all beat me last to that. year
4: off. And then that having that year or last year off for Posey has been good to his body. He's been playing incredible this year. Having a year off, what a difference it makes for him, Posey.
3: So we got to get out of here in a couple minutes, but Vital, let me ask you real quick. We're going to touch on this later in the show. Is it time for robot umps?
4: No, Uh, I like the human element in the game. You can't do that.
3: I hate watching it. Oh, my God, I hate watching it. The umps have been so bad. So, so bad. I haven't seen any more recent numbers. But there was a deep dive on umpires in 2018. And in 2018, umpires missed 34,294 pitch calls. That's a real accurate number. MLB umpires missed 34,294 pitch calls in 2018. And I watch a lot of baseball, and I think it's even worse this year. I'm going on board. Time for robot umps.
4: Yeah, I can't go that far. I I mean, you know, everybody's got their own strike zone. (laughs) And I think you see that.
3: We're going to go to break, and I am going to grab Jackson Wink, MMA's very own Greg Jackson. He'll be joining us for the 830 and 845 segments. Really excited to talk UFC. With Greg Jackson you're listening to ABQ Central live on 95.9 FM and AM 610 the sports animal
5: the herd with Colin Cowherd weekdays at 1 95.9 FM and AM 610 the sports animal
3: it's come as you are vital I don't expect anything else Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The program in question is Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central, live from the at Talk ABQ Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee and we play on Team I 9 Sports. If we are on the road like Fred is this week, it's a Fredless Saturday. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us at 505 246 0610 on the Graphic Connection Hotline. And when we're drinking, Greg, when we're drinking, we're drinking downtown at Bourbon and Boots. Loyal listeners, got a special guest in studio today Greg Jackson of Jackson Wink MMA. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. How are you, brother? Very well, man. Thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. So we got a, my co host is out of town. Uh huh and we got a rotating group of other radio and tv sports dudes that usually sit in with us okay but i was like you know what i'm sick of these humps <laughs> i'm sick of carrying these guys for three hours i'm gonna get some real guests in studio <laughs> just kidding guys i love you Greg. what's going on in the jackson wink world well, we've got a, as usual, we've got a lot going on. Um
6: we've got a, a fighter going down to the UFC this weekend. We've got in 2 weeks we've got Arlene uh Belcro fighting in Bellator. Um, and then it's going to be pretty much every week after that for a good minute. So um, as usual, we're very busy. We we basically wake up in the morning, hit the ground running, fight, 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 go to bed, get up, do it again. It's a good life. It, uh, it's something that uh, I'm very privileged that I get to do, but it is very busy.
3: Jackson Wink MMA Academy, 301 MLK Avenue Northeast. Phone number 505-900-3947. Then you can hit them on the website, jacksonwink.com. So how many fighters total do you have going right now? And I know that's hard to do because... It, it actually is hard to do. We have so many. So we also have dorm
6: rooms there. So we have about 50 fighters that live there. Um, the professional kind of full-time fighters, and they actually live in the facility. Um, and then we probably have about double that total, so we about have a we have about a hundred fighters or so going at any one time. So I mean, thank God we have so many great coaches and uh, there's so many great uh, people there to help support. Even the fighters will help the other fighters out. So it's, it's a great vibe there. It's a very positive atmosphere, um, and there's just that kind of uh, always something happening all the time. That place is kind of open 24 seven. If you go down at 3 a.m. on a Saturday, there'll be people working out down there. It's crazy. Um, but that that whole like there's not a ton of money in mma especially in the in the lower level so you you're getting people there that are really passionate about it that really love what they do um they're basically fighting for peanuts but they just love the lifestyle so much they love the art so much they love the competition so much that they uh they, they wake up and are excited to do it, even though, again, they're not making huge money, especially on the lower level. MMA is one of those weird things where at, if you get to the top, top level, to kind of that 1% of the 1%, you're going to make real money. You can make a career out of it in the mid-level, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay money-wise, but we're just way behind the other sports. We're way behind the NFL and NBA and all those kind of team sports that are, that are out there um, as far as profit sharing with the UFC of uh, and uh, some of the other events as well, not just the UFC, but Bellator and these other places, um, the the pay scale isn't the same. So these guys really grind because they love it, and they, uh, they grind
3: because they can't do anything else but that. You make a really good point about, in the grand scheme of things, MMA and UFC, Bellator, it's still pretty young on a larger scale. I mean, I've watched this throughout my lifetime. Like I remember my first pay-per-view event you know you got the 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 first generation of gracies and you know they're fighting just the bare knuckle dudes and it's come so far since then and I, I know you had a huge part of it and albuquerque's had a huge part of it what was the draw from your academy and albuquerque well, I think the draw
6: is I, I got in very early. Um, we were doing a very primitive form of mixed martial arts kind of before the UFC came out. So we got in early, early in the we were we started competition in those bare knuckle days. So uh, I've been in, in the United States, not in Brazil. Obviously, they predate me by quite a bit. But in the United States, I got into MMA pretty much at the start. Um, and so that was because I got in because I was I had to figure out, OK, well, here's how you do the kickboxing blended with the jujitsu blended with the wrestling there there was no real jujitsu teacher in albuquerque at that time um we had some good wrestling we had some good kickboxing stuff so just blending all of that together and going and doing these grappling competitions which we did and then the the no holds barred stuff that we also did it was just that we got in early um i started very very early and then i was lucky to have a lot of my students open up schools here in albuquerque and and abroad as well um and so that kind of spread that that uh the love for the art the love for the sport from there but uh, we got i was just lucky you know i got in super
3: early and it's and it's not just the academy downtown now which which i drive by every day and i want to go in there and pop my head oh yeah but I, I think mean, they're just like going to grab me by the hair and throw me and uh, throw me in the octagon and say go go crazy not at all I come by <laughs> we're very
6: fan friendly we have fans through throughout the country actually throughout the world just stopping by to say hi all the time and to watch sparring for a little bit or something it's super fun
3: Yeah, and you got tons of satellites all over
6: town now. We do. We have a couple of satellites here and there. Um, and, uh, we're, it's kind of crazy. We're opening a school in Morocco. It's, it's, uh, the, the growth that's happening in MMA right now is, is really fun to be a part of. It's really fun to see, uh, But also, it's just cool that so many people love our art now. In the old days, you would have to explain what you did, right? Like you'd have to be like, okay, there's." it would just sound horrible. And it kind of is when you objectively think about it like, oh, there's two people fighting in a cage. To describe that to people and say, oh, what do you do? I'm a teacher. I teach martial arts. What kind of martial arts do you teach? Mixed martial arts. What's that? Have you ever seen the Ultimate Fighting Championship? No nowadays after uh, about 2005 2006 that that's changed everybody kind of knows what we do uh and that's very handy but it's also very cool to see that love being spread out throughout all these
3: locations so the jackson wink academy and the rise of mma in albuquerque has done a very important thing for me personally it has kept me out of bar fights because <laughs> everyone is a is a fighter in Albuquerque. Everyone, everyone goes to an MMA gym. It's n- it's not like when I'm beating up drunk frat boys in college. <laughs> this just gets real real fast. Right. You don't just walk around and pick on anybody anymore. Right. That's funny. Yeah. There's a lot of people. A lot of fighters, quote unquote, like to
6: what I always say, and I use fighters in the quotes. Um. You know, you want to tell girls I'm a cage fighter. You know what I mean? Or you know, tell guys or whatever um but the the real deal there those guys real fighters wouldn't be in the bar doing that stuff that's for the the kids that take their little classes every day and you know are super excited to
3: be there but they're not real fighters they're just doing it for fun sure exactly that so you mentioned um you got a academy open up in Morocco. Yeah,
6: what well, what was the segue into that? Well, they actually got a hold of me. There it's a really cool academy. What Morocco is doing is they did this model with soccer they're taking a uh, bunch of youth and if the youth show promise in kind of athletics and and the mixed martial arts world um they're taking them and putting them in this academy making sure they get a high school diploma but then also teaching them everything about mixed martial arts in other words they'll get certified in brazilian jiu-jitsu they get certified so they can coach wrestling they get certified in kickboxing so they get all these certifications so they can coach or they can compete um and it's a really cool program it's a six-year kind of they do academics all morning and then MMA stuff all evening. Um, it's very unique and it's very cool to be a part of for sure. Um, and just being, being a part of like, well, I, you know, you have to put together this culture for these kids to make sure that they're respectful, to make sure that they're, you know, following kind of the path of the warrior in, in a positive way. Uh, that, that challenge has been super fun for me. I really enjoy it.
3: So uh, what would you say for the what would you say to the aspiring amateurs like uh, the young men and women who have an interest in MMA that might not know how to get in or what to do. Well I'd say two things.
6: One find a credible MMA gym. There's a bunch of kind of fly by nights. It's the flavor of the month kind of a thing. So they'll come in. Some some instructors know what they're doing, some of them don't. It is what it is. Um, but try to find a credible one. And then the second part is all MMA is is dealing with disappointment. So Do you disappointing in that you get injured you're disappointing in that you're you had a fight set up and the person pulled out disappointing that they couldn't make weight there's always a basically at the young young level at the kind of entry level all it is is a series of disappointments, but to me that really tests how bad do you want it right like if you're just in there to oh, I'll try it out and see if I like it. if you don't love it, if you don't like wake up wanting to do it, hungry for it, uh, those disappointments will override any feelings of joy you have, and you're not going to be a, a fighter. So if you can ride through that disappointment as a young fighter, then uh, yeah, you're going to have a good career in front of you as long as you got some kind of talent. But what th- fighters, you know, you watch the Rocky movies or whatever movies are coming out, and it looks so exciting all the time, and there's these montages and this great music and everybody looks at you like oh you're you're this amazing thing but really it's all just dealing with the disappointment of whatever is in front of you um so that that takes some mental fortitude and it really weeds out the people that want to be there uh as opposed to the people that just think it looks cool on tv
3: so you've trained tons and tons of you know really successful, really well-known fighters, and it, it seems like every time you you watch UFC or really any event, you you see Albuquerque, New Mexico. You know every once in a while, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Are you guys down there as well? Uh, no, but we have. Uh, so you were just thinking of uh, Joseph Benavides, one of our dear friends. He's from Las Cruces originally. Okay. It's like a like a coaching tree kind of thing. You guys taught him, and you move on.
6: And yeah, we have we actually do have a lot of coaches that um, I, I make a joke now. If I haven't trained them, I've trained their coach as far as the, the opponents that we fight these days. So just because I've been in at it so long.
3: Greg Jackson of Jackson Wink MMA is with us today at ABQ Central. Make sure you check out the website JacksonWink dot com. We'll be back. We're gonna talk a little UFC two six four the legendary conor mcgregor is the main event that's right you're listening to 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal
5: don't miss the opening drive with jeff Symbieta and jj buck start your mornings weekdays at 7 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal
3: welcome back duke city if you're listening to Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the at Talk ABQ studio, find at talk ABQ on any social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I think. I think Fred does our Twitter. It's a Fredless Saturday. I'm trying to get better, Albuquerque. I, I am the worst at social media. If I missed your messages, if I missed your post, if you tagged us in something and I didn't compliment you and say, thank you, I'm dearly sorry, I am trying to work on it. Fred's on the road with Chisholm Trail RV, 505-246-0610, connect with us on the Graphic Connections Hotline. Loyal listener, if you got a question for Jackson Wink MMA's Greg Jackson, we got him here till 9 o'clock, so you better get it, Albuquerque. About to talk a little UFC 264. When we play Vital, we play on Team I-9. Please check out I-9 for all your youngins' sporting needs. They're back open supporting our city's youth. And then when we're drinking, we're drinking downtown at Bourbon and Boots, brother. We're back with Greg Jackson, Jackson Wink MMA, jacksonwink.com. Carlos Condit the man he's got a big one today that's right what's uh what's his training
6: regiment look like carlos is one of those guys that's just such a hard worker that you never have to worry about him you know what i mean he's one of those guys that will grind he'll push he's been doing it for a long time um so he uh he gets up and trains and goes to bed exhausted from it he's, he's that guy he's a worker. Uh, so he's super easy to work with. Um, he, we have one of our best and brightest out there coaching, uh, Brandon Gibson. He'll be in his corner. And, uh, yeah, hopefully they bring home the win to Albuquerque. And, yeah, we're super proud to, to be associated with him and to know who he is and to get to hang out with him.
3: That's awesome. So he's air quotes in his twilight years <laughs> of his MMA career, even though he's only 37 years old. That is a seasoned vet. In the MMA world, what what does it take to be at that age and fighting at that high of a degree?
6: Well, that's a really good question. Wow, when you say he's thirty seven, I've known Carlos trained him since he was, I think, seventeen or something. So that'll that makes me feel <laughs> extremely old. Um, he, uh, he at that level, what's nice about kind of the way we're going about it these days is it's much more intelligent than the way we used to do it. Um, so fighters have another 10 years on them where they used to, used to be done in, you know, early thirties, that was it. You're done. Like now, I, now it's really the early forties. So we've, we pushed it back 10 years by being smarter about how we train, by being more careful about CTE, which is the brain injury stuff, by being a, a little bit wiser about nutrition and, and all of these elements that we just didn't know anything about really in the, in the eighties and and early nineties, um, you basically just got in there Banged and when you got a headache because you had a concussion, you just kept going and banging more. So we're a lot smarter, and so it's extending fighters' careers a lot. But like Holly's, right around the same age, Holly Holm, and Holly just had the best performance outside of Ronda, obviously, of her career last fight. So this this kind of twilight years, it's true they're towards the end of the career, but. I think they've got three or four more good years in them, and and that that I think is a testament to the the new way that everybody is training. Not just us, but everybody is training right. It really pushes that career back a little bit longer. Um, and and Carlos is lucky where he hasn't taken a ton of damage. He's had some real wars, but uh, he hasn't taken a ton a ton of damage, especially in the training room where you get most of your injuries.
3: You mentioned Holly, and you know the, the Queen of Albuquerque, True. preacher's daughter, Holly Holm. Wonderful, lovely person. Met her before. So I have a question from your personal superfan. There are two questions from two superfans out there. Okay. Uh, Lauren Marble of Houston, Texas. Okay. She wants to know, if you would have trained Ronda Rousey instead of Holly Holm, would Ronda would have won? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, for me, uh, you know,
6: Holly, again, Holly's somebody else that I've been training since she was a teenager. Um so I I, don't, I couldn't say that, but I could never imagine cornering, not even hypothetically, uh, cornering or training somebody to fight Holly. That would be just so weird. It'd be like somebody trying to fight your own kid, you know what I mean? Like you're, if if you train so and so, would they beat your son up? I'm like, eh, I don't like to even think about it. <laughs> I, I appreciate the the vote of confidence or the question, but I can't, I could never answer that.
3: <laughs> so, Holly came up as a boxer. And then segued into MMA. Is that something she's always trained at? Was she always... You know, a grappler, always an MMA fighter, and then just went down the boxing path.
6: No, she actually started as a kickboxer, then went to boxing, and then from, did extremely well in boxing, obviously one of the best to ever do it. And then, uh, segued into MMA, but she didn't grapple a lot before that, a little bit, but it's not like Clarissa Shields, who we train now as, as well. And Clarissa Shields, the difference between Holly and Clarissa's, Holly had a lot more grappling time, just because she was around that environment and stuff, she, she was able to jump in more grappling, Uh, base stuff with us even though at the beginning of her career she was very raw with it but clarissa um has has had zero and and still has managed to to win her her debut which was impressive but as for holly she's just one of those people that's extremely mentally tough um so she just jumps in the deep water uh and uh was able to kind of i mean she lost some fights because of her lack of grappling experience but now she has that so she's kind of the whole package at the moment
3: so we love to support our community here at ABQ central. And one really cool thing you guys have going for you is the incredible adaptive MMA program. We tell our listeners about that. That's
6: right. It's a, um, it's a program founded by my partner and his wife, Mike and Heather Winklejohn. And they, um, really using martial arts to help children with disabilities to kind of get coordinated, to feel empowered, to get to know their bodies a little bit and what they can do. Um, and it's just a great great program we have it at the gym as well um there's a lot of really dedicated coaches and uh that that help out with that but really it's um mike and heather winklejohn just seeing that a need for that seeing a a place where martial arts can be of assistance and then uh that program being pushed forward pretty hard i mean they put a lot of time and money into it and uh the results are great i mean anytime that you can speak with one of the clients you can you really see the difference you can really see that how important martial arts is not just a you know uh, ordinary people but to p- some people with some challenges that uh, that could use a little assistance in in their coordination and martial arts gives that to them so uh, i think it's a very special program
3: so we've had the legendary greg jackson from jackson wink academy in studio for creeping up on 30 minutes now and we haven't even talked ufc 264 <laughs> better yet better get to it the notorious Connor mcgregor And Dustin Poirier is the main event. Can Conor McGregor put together a good fight, or is just just another showmanship showmanship match by the UFC? Well, I I don't know.
6: Um, The problem with prediction is right. You don't know how their camps went. Right. You don't know if again if it's just what you just said, or if he's training hard, if he's taking it seriously. There's so many variables that it's really hard to make predictions. But I will say. That it's going to be a very, I think it's going to be a very exciting fight because both of these guys are great at problem solving. They'll analyze problems. They figure it out. Um, and, and they'll come with a new adjustment. Uh, Connor, obviously, when he fought Diaz the second time, uh, won that fight because he learned a lot of what he did wrong in the first fight. So we'll see if he can adjust like that or if Dustin's got, uh, kind of got his number. Um, and I'm a big fan of both of them. I think they're both great guys. Uh, They are both extremely respectful. Um, You know, they put on their shows or whatever, but behind the scenes, both of them are extremely respectful individuals. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a super fun fight just to watch the problem solving.
3: We're up against a break, but... Tell a loyal listener about somebody at Jackson Wink MMA to keep an eye on. Who's your up-and-comer? Who's going to shoot through the ranks at is must-see TV? You guys need to keep an eye on Aaron Pico. He fights for Bellator right now.
6: He is a uh, world-class wrestler. He was a state champion in California with uh, boxing stuff, uh, golden gloves, and now he is on a tear
3: in MMA, destroying people. Aaron Pico, keep your eyes open. From what I understand... Heard it through the grapevine. You're considering political aspirations. I am indeed. I'm looking right now as to where those
6: aspirations will be best served, but uh, I want to give back to the community in uh, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and so, yeah, I'm looking to uh, see how I can do that.
3: I got an idea. I got a platform you could run on. Go. You train the whole city in self-defense, and then we all go up to Colorado and we settle the green chili war once and for all. I'll take that fight. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. Greg Jackson, Jackson Wink MMA, everybody. Check him out at jacksonwink.com. Doing some really cool stuff in the community. Every fighter's fighter's favorite coach. You're listening to 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal.
0: Listening to ABQ Central.
1: Well, to be fair.
0: To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. fair. With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. All right, this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, The Sports Animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com.
2: Turn it up.
3: Welcome back Albuquerque, one hour down, two to go. You can have a good hour right here, I'll tell you what. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. Fred is on the road with Chisholm Trail RV this week. It's a Fredless Saturday. Your dude's on vacation. But you got me. You got Vital. And you got the phone line. 505-246-0610. When you connect with us on that phone number, you connect with us on the Graphic Connection hotline. And when I drink and bear Vital, I drink it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, brother, I'll tell you what. Special guest in studio for the 9 o'clock hour, Lobo legend, NBA vet, coach of the Enchantment team,
2: the legendary Kenny Thomas. What's up? What's up? Good morning, Albuquerque. Or should I say the state of New Mexico? My bad. Everybody, the world. We're streaming live all over the country
3: and world right now world might be a stretch but i'm gonna say it anyway
2: (laughs) it's good to see you back in albuquerque kenny how's it going good man yeah good um pleasure to be here um thanks for reaching out i really appreciate it um being able to come on and get some exposure people know that i'm getting back in the community i never really left but it's been a few years since i've been doing anything here and it's it's home man it's home you have been absolutely everywhere the last
3: couple weeks. You know, you're coaching the enchantment, TBT team. I see you all over the place. I got a lot of lot of friends on social media and yeah. somehow they keep running into you everywhere. <laughs> United game last night, see you at Frontier, see you at Sagios. Oh yeah. I see you everywhere. I see you at New Mexico Pinon Coffee with our best friends, New Mexico Pinon Coffee. How's it feel being back,
2: man? Man, it feels good. The, the, the love I'm getting and, um, it's, it's been great. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things to where this community has been amazing. And I think there's a lot of things that's going on as far as evolving and including myself. Um, there's a lot of different things that I'm actually looking to bring back to this community. And this is a start with the TBT tournament. And me being the head coach and seeing what we can do, man. Um, We're going to have our first practice today at 11 o'clock. And we're going to see what we can do and and try and come out on Sunday at 6 p.m. and give give people a show because there hasn't been a lot of um, events going on because of COVID. So it feels good to be able to come back. This is going to jumpstart everything. TBT tournament uh,
3: all summer. All over the country. I mean, it starts off regionally, right? Because you guys are in the Wichita region, correct? Yeah, and you guys play. Um, okay, it's not the college. It's it's it's
2: the it's Oklahoma State alumni guys. Okay, listen, um, Jesus Christ, I, I just
3: went, I just went I just went blank, man. I forgot the name of the team. Same here, Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma they play Oklahoma State's alumni team. <laughs> so Lobos versus Cowboys next weekend, but. Sunday at the pit, we have three-point contest, Uh slam dunk contest, Uh and then a scrimmage of the greatest Lobos in the history of Lobos. Uh, The greatest? Ooh, fire. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, coach bringing that fire.
2: There's a a long list. You got (laughs) Charles Smith. You got Clayton Shields. You got uh, Greg Brown. All, All of us are old, though. These guys are young, <laughs> except for Jr. He's like 36, but he's on the team. There's a couple dudes in their 30s, right?
3: Oh, like God. they got to just like lube up with Neosporin and Icy Hot and just
2: coat Actu- them. Actually not. Jr. is looking nice right now. Um, I can't believe I just said his age. I hope he doesn't get mad at me. But, um, um, He's been looking really, really, really good and he's going to be that that it factor for us i think as far as like doing the dirty work and staying on top of guys to a certain extent because of the energy that he has and that passion that he brings not that the other guys don't have passion but for him to be 36 you know that's there there's some serious passion there because he got something to prove i think especially being the age that he is so we're gonna try and mix it up, get up and down um I'm not gonna micromanage guys. Guys are trying to be professional athletes like anthony. he's trying to um get in the n b a and drew Gordon's still doing his thing, and you got some other guys still trying to play so my biggest thing if they're not playing defense, they're not gonna play um because all the guys on the team can actually score so my biggest thing we we, we gotta play some defense we gotta get up and down I'm gonna press we're gonna, me and b mates are gonna press a little bit and um kind of see what happens and mixes it and mix it up a little bit so how did
3: this all come together like who reached out to you and said you know Kenny do you want to be coach Kenny
2: do you want to play how did this all start oh that's nice you said play that's how it <laughs> um Brandon Mason he was an assistant coach up at UNM sure and he reached out to me um, if I wanted to be a part of the the whole situation and the programming I was like yeah it's UNM and then next thing you know, he calls me and he's like, "Yo, Kenny, you want to be the head coach?" And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so, but people probably don't know this about me. For the last the two years, right before COVID, I was I was an assistant coach in California at American River Junior College. And those two years, it opened up a lot of doors and and, and it it showed me a lot that there's a lot of preparation a lot of different things that come with coaching. I was also like a, like a scout, going out watching high school kids as well. But it, it, these guys are, these guys are grown. Like they know how to play the game of basketball. And I think Brandon get, did a great job of actually getting the guys that he know that would be a great fit and guys that would actually listen. And <laughs> that's and, very important. Oh man. <laughs> and, and I'm not trying to come out there and be no boss like that. I'm just trying to come out there, put on the show. Um, Especially people from New Mexico are going to be watching. So we're, we're playing for this community. That's why we're called The Enchantment. I love it, man. I'm so excited. So
3: Sunday, 6 o'clock at the pit, UNM basketball alumni game. The Enchantment are getting ready for the basketball tournament next week. Should be really exciting. Three-point contest, slam dunk contest, and a scrimmage. Everyone get out to the pit Sunday at 6 Where can they
2: get their tickets, Kenny? Just say. I was about to give a whole spill about this. Please do. Um, Okay, everybody. This is New Mexico. Uh, No disrespect. (laughs) But we all have a tendency to wait to the last minute. True. And and it still follows me, even wherever I go. Um, Let's, let's, if you can, do me a favor. Last thing we need is a couple thousand people walking up, and we're trying to figure it out. I actually talked to Eddie. Eddie Nunez, and we're going to get it to the point to where it's not going to be that bad. But if you could, please go to uh Golobos.com slash tickets is where you can actually get the tickets and you can actually you can go online and get the tickets and you can actually go to the box office today or tomorrow or even Sunday before the game at 6 p.m. It's general admission. And let's just keep that in mind. It's first-come, 1st first serve with seats unless you spent like 25 bucks to get the, the hardbacks at the very bottom across. Um, yeah, everybody come out. Um, I'm going around the city telling people to come out, and there's a lot of people that's actually looking forward to coming. So it, I, I, think, I think the community wants to see guys that used to play here, and this is the perfect chance for this to happen because it doesn't happen very often. And I just want the community to know that the people that are supporting us, if we have the sponsors that are supporting us now, or the sponsors that are going to potentially come, that this isn't the first, this isn't the only time that we're doing this. Me and B Mace, we're trying to build something here, and we're looking at going to the TBT over the next several years or whatever that may be.
3: Lobo's got some ballers. Did you get to, you get the best crew to show up? You, you happy with the way the
2: roster came out? Oh yeah. And I'll be there, too, so the best crew is already there. Yeah, yeah baby. Um, <laughs> best coach is there. <laughs> um, and and then we're going to play the, uh, the on the other side. There's going to be some other Lobo guys that we'll be playing against um, tomorrow as well. And I, I think everybody – it's one of those things to where I think an alumni game might not be a bad idea just to have in general here to True. where the community can see the ex-players and maybe there's something that we can start there, but – this is jump-starting everything from the standpoint of ex-players coming back and myself being in the being in the pit again and actually being on the floor and being associated with the with the game of basketball is going to be nice.
3: We're up against a break, so we're going to throw some commercials at you. We'll be back with more Kenny Thomas. You're listening to ABQ Central live on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal.
5: Don't miss the opening drive with Jeff Symbieta and J.J. Buck. Local Talk, Monday morning at 7, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports
4: Animal.
3: Dang, Vital, you rocking back there. You trying to get us pumped up? All right, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, I saw the Vital just on the other side of the glass there.
2: <laughs>
3: Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee and we play on Team I 9 Sports. It's a Fredless Saturday because he is on the road with Chisholm Trail RV 505 246 0610. Give ten, Kenny Thomas a call. give kenny thomas a call on the graphic connection hotline and when we're downtown we're hanging out at bourbon and boots back with another segment we got kenny thomas here until the 10 o'clock hour lobo legend nba vet and burkenyo (laughs) whoa whoa (laughs) that was nice you and my daughter got something in common. Oh, same birthday. Up uh, close. You're both Albuquerque High Bulldogs.
2: Oh, even better. What class?
3: Yeah, Just last year. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, she's a freshman up at DU right now. DU. Denver University. Oh, nice. Yeah. Congrats.
2: Nice. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. My kid's at Georgetown. Yeah, so go green. Go Bulldogs. Man, I can't believe you just said that. Isn't Greg Brown over at at, at Albuquerque High? Yeah, I'm not.
4: he's coaching Yep, men's basketball.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought what's up buddy behind you, the scenes running how you, how everything you doing?
4: i know i'm over to the side
2: appreciate you
4: <laughs> hey I appreciate you bringing the game to us uh, i mean i got tickets and i'm not a lobo fan per se because i went to wisconsin so i'm a mm-hmm. big 10 fan but the lineups that you put together this must have taken a lot of coordinating to get to get everybody together
2: oh yeah without a doubt uh I can't take the credit for that, okay? That's where Brandon Mason comes in, B-Mace comes in. Um he he we, we we've been talking about it for a while and 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 the guys that he put together are like good guys. So the fact that we don't have no knuckleheads on the team is a, is a, is a good thing because we don't have time for that. Um we got a short amount of time. Um like I said, we have the first practice today and then we're supposed to be taking off next this coming Thursday, so we got about Three or four days to try and get it in and figure it out. I would have preferred an Aggie Lobo
4: type of alumni. Whoa, game. that would have been even you know just for the fans you know perspective you know just having that rivalry just even heightened up a little more with alumni and I think they had one a couple of years ago if I remember and
2: I think B Mace was a part of that too yeah um that's that's kind of what I was saying earlier maybe we could start something here in the pit or. Or flip-flop with the Mexico State to where we have it down there one year, have it here one year, and then just create something that's totally separate from um, the actual um, collegiate side of things to where I think it makes sense. And at the same time, we can give the whole state something that they want to see.
3: We got a question from the text line here. Friend of the show, Andrew, wants to know... and. Before I ask you this, I'll tell you, he's an
2: Arizona Wildcat. It's all good. AJ Bramlett, once again, he's he's on here on my Instagram is Live. He, is he poking you? Is he trying to distract you right now? Uh, he's just being AJ, so it, it's crazy how he's on my Instagram <laughs> Live talking to me, and then this guy brings up Arizona. I, I'm sorry. I didn't
3: mean to bombard you, but here we go. He's also a big fan of AJ Bramlett. He he listened in when AJ was on the show last. Nice. So he said, will the pit ever be as loud as when you played
2: Arizona? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Um, um, that's a great question because I had to sit out that game because I sued the NCAA when I was a freshman because it was a half. I was a half credit short. They just took a. They just took a class off. So we got the opportunity to play Arizona. Come on, we we wanted to be like Arizona. I know I did because the last couple of years we we had our shorts that were kind of like Arizona shorts. <laughs> AJ knows that. <laughs> um, I didn't actually plan that game Lamont long and and some other guys had a great game because I had to sit out the first semester of my senior year that's a deal I made with the NCAA and it was a great game like I was over there like amazed because of the way we were playing one and then it, it was really nice because I wasn't on the floor and we'd beat Arizona But when we went down Arizona, they beat the crap out of us (laughs) by 30 the following year or something like that, right? No, it it was the year before. No, it was the same, it was the same year. I think we went down there and got. You had a home and away that year? I think so. It's been a while. Yeah, great question, Andrew. Can you even play? I didn't even play. (laughs) Um, I, 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 I'm hoping that's where Patino comes in. Um, there's, there's been a lot of turnover in coaches over the, since I've been gone in 99 and, Me trying to be associated with UNM basketball has has been a challenge. But I think with Patino, communicating with him a little bit, and Eddie Nunez, it seems like things are starting to change a little bit because we have to get the alumni guys involved. And that's one of my things and one of my missions (laughs) to a certain extent. But that was a great question. But, I mean, it's Arizona, man. I take that back, Andrew. Kenny said it was a great question. I got to be nice. I we would like to have the Lobos back
3: on the level where it's a rivalry again with teams like UA mm-hmm. and the big the big West Coast teams and Southwest teams. Do you do you have the feeling that Patino is going to take us to that next level?
2: Oh yeah, I think so. And AJ just corrected me. He said I did play. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, maybe I'm getting old, man. I uh, have no clue. Oh, uh, funny. But, but um Nothing against Patino. It's it's hard to say right now. It's early, but he's he's recruiting and they're doing their thing. The coaching staff, they they actually are very respectful. They're allowing me to use the facilities to work out and things like that. And I I I feel the vibe is just gonna be totally different now to a certain extent. And I mean I'm here for the program. Any way that I can help the program. Uh the fact that I was blessed to be able to play in the NBA for eleven years and um, I'm not trying to get up and down the court, but my knowledge—I have a lot of knowledge that I'm that I'm willing to share, and especially why not give it back to my school?
3: Yeah, and that was going to be my follow-up question. Has Patino already got you out there recruiting? Ah, uh, no, no, Coach Patino, you hear that? All right, five zero five two four six zero six ten call in and trash patino for not signing up no 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 no. no. he hasn't even signed up his best recruiter yet
2: no, 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 no. boo this man he said those boo I'm, he kidding. Said I'm, those kidding. I'm kidding not i'm kidding i'm kidding albuquerque jesus you're trying to get me in trouble <laughs> uh, this season hasn't even started yet uh, i'm playing
3: <laughs> so you you're involved i mean you're telling me everything that you're involved in here in albuquerque and it kind of blew my mind you wear a lot of hats
2: yeah, yeah, man, I'm getting, I'm getting a little old too. So, <laughs> oh, that, you know, it's still there, but <laughs> that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: tell me what's up. I was, I wasn't giving you the LeBron treatment. Talk, oh, I'm not
2: that bad. Talking
3: smack about your hairlines. You wear a lot of hats. You, you do a lot of things in the community. You're on a, you're working with the Hispano Chamber. You know, you're on the board of ALS New Mexico, on the board of your greater uh, African-American chamber on the board of, you know, UNM black leadership. Like how do you have time for TBT? How do you have time to, you know,
2: like your, your hat says golf. I mean, you gotta, yeah, that's, <laughs> golf. that's my little stencil with me on the outline. Um, it's something that we're coming up with. Me and Zia graphics. Um, not only are we doing like a t-shirt throwback kind of with my number four and it has my signature on it. We're, we're really about to release those, um, Next week, and it's gonna be an extension of my clothing line, which is a casual line, which is gonna have leggings for women. I'm creating a golf line. I love golf um and at the same time i'm i'm gonna start having oh nice hat i'm gonna start having some um basketball tournaments here, which I just had one like a month ago at, in the city of Berlin. My heart goes out to the city of Berlin right now. Um, especially what's going on with the floods and all that. And, and in the Mountain Gods, I know the president, Gabe, who just got elected, um, heart goes out to them. They're trying to figure it out. But um, we're going to have some tournaments and all that stuff coming up. We had one in Berlin. It was third grade all the way up to 12th grade, boys and girls. Had like 130 teams. Creating some programming there and talking to the Bernalillo County about doing some programming. And Stephen Michael Casada has been a huge Huge influence with the different things that I have going on. Um, and we're looking at going into his community. And the fact that you said I was on all those boards, its it's been amazing being able to connect on these boards and get back in the community to where people can see me getting involved and wanting to express how much I care about this community because I really do. Um, this is my foundation. I was born in Georgia, but state of New Mexico claims me, so <laughs> I'm rolling with it. rolling with it well we're glad you're here
3: we're glad you're back thanks for everything you do in the albuquerque community us here at abq central we really like to participate in the community and help out in any way we can and you're on the board of some really you know awesome places that help the community so thanks thanks for your service to albuquerque
2: thank you man um this is a great service too thank you for allowing me to come in on your show and be a part of this i appreciate you both
3: more Kenny Thomas when we come back. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.
5: The Sports Bar with Michael and Mike. Weekdays at 4. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. I want a shot. It's
3: a Nirvana and rock and roll heavy day. For DJ Mike Vital on the ones and twos behind the glass. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central Live from the At Talk ABQ Studios. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee and we play on Team I-9 Sports. It's a fredless Saturday as he is on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Hit us up at 505-246-0610 on the Graphic Connection Hotline. And we're downtown. We're drinking and two-stepping at Bourbon and Boots. We got Kenny Thomas with us for another half an hour. First half hour just flew by, my dude.
2: Oh, my God. Hey, I could do this for a living. (laughs) You could. You got the voice for it, man. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Hey, watch out, Albuquerque. You never know. They might sign me up on 610 special guests every now and then see i'm trying to hype myself up to make it happen <laughs> i don't know if it's gonna happen
3: though hey uh, you can come co-host with me whenever you want kenny <laughs> i'm down so 11 years in the association oh god so oh, day, yeah. i want to hear about day one oh of being in the association oh
2: first Jesus. first time the sneakers hit the hardwood oh, what was man. that like no, the first time. Let's rewind a little bit. The first time is when you come in, and then next thing you know, all these, all these cards. You, you know the cards that are made, the players' cards, those upper deck cards. Sure. Next thing you know, they're telling me, "Hey, Kenny, we'll give you X amount of cards if it's two thousand, three thousand, whatever. You sign those cards, we'll pay you." I was like, "Oh my God! Send as many cards as you want. <laughs> Keep your checks coming. You know what I'm saying?" Nice. And. Kenny, I got a question for you. Tell me, what's up? Was uh, MJ,
4: was he uh, pretty talkative? Did he talk smack on the court?
2: Uh, that's a great question. Um, from the standpoint, uh, okay, I got a story. MJ was, was the owner coach for the Wizards. And I got a chance to play with him. And once we stepped on the court, I didn't care who was on the court. And then at the same time, like the last minute of the game, I'm on the free throw line about to box out MJ. And I looked at him and I was like, yo, man, it took a lot for me to ask. You know what I mean? Sure. I was scared. I was sure. nervous. I didn't know what he was going to say. I was like, I looked at him and I'm like, yo, man, can I get your shoes? <laughs> he just, he just, he didn't say nothing. And he looked at me with that MJ smile. Oh, man. And kept him moving. <laughs> but but at the same time, you got guys like Karl Malone, Shaq. Um, Alonzo Mourning they all signed stuff for me I was one of the biggest groupies ever nice so I would like buy jerseys right and then if we played the team I would take that jersey travel with it the equipment manager hooked me up he would he would actually take it then I would send a ball boy over to get all my jerseys signed nice oh, oh yeah cool. I have that's so smart, many man. jerseys I had Carmelo I got Kim Olaju on ball Allen Iverson shoes I got all kinds of stuff Charles Barkley ball I played with Charles Barkley and Keaton one my freshman. I mean, freshman. You said, <laughs> you said when I first all started yeah. my rookie year. Yeah. And then when I when I got a chance to see those guys, it was like a training camp. It was like, wow. Um, I'm actually – because Charles Barkley used to come here and play exhibition games when he was on the Suns, right? Mm-hmm. So I used to see those guys I mean, all the time. That's another thing that needs to come back to the pit, right? That's what I'm one saying. Wasn't that cool? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, but – the nice thing, I'm about to switch to football, but my guy, my PPE partner, uh, PPE Supplies KPD Global Solutions, um, one of my partners, he has one of the largest turf companies in the world, and he actually has a partnership with the 49ers and the Raiders, so he's actually talking about trying to get the get the um, Raiders here in the in the near future. In oh, the that'd be like sweet. Maybe maybe next summer. Because you remember the Cowboys are always coming. We need to change it up. Right. Nothing against Cowboy fans, people. Please don't get mad at me. But <laughs> just trying to bring some different opportunities to this community.
3: Absolutely. Dude. Albuquerque's growing, out, and Albuquerque's hungry for like more entertainment and more cool stuff to do. You're, you're, we're talking about you getting into the league, and you said you know your first experience as being like a pro pro is signing all those cards, all those basketball cards. And then I think you're segueing into, like, your first game. What
2: what did that feel like? So training camp with Charles Barkley and all those guys, that was nice. Um, My first 40, 45 games of the year, I wasn't playing that much. I was coming in getting scraps. You know what I mean? A couple minutes here, a couple minutes there. Guys started just falling off and getting hurt. And then that was my second year. Guys started falling off and getting hurt. And then next thing you know, I'm a starter. And I'm like, I'm really starting my second my second year. And then, ever since then, I was on the NBA Ballad. Eight, I would say eight or nine. I would say eight years out of the 11 years I was on the NBA Ballad. And then here I am. Once you get in there, I, I'm not going to lie. I was nervous, man, to a certain extent. I, I All my palms and my hands I always got sweaty before games. <laughs> if it was the nervousness or if it was like okay let's get this going but as soon as the ball went up it's like everything just came back to normal and i went out there and did my thing and blessed to be able to stay in the nba for 11 years so i was born and raised right outside of houston
3: oh what, what part uh texas city on the coast in the south side of houston on the coast okay yeah right in between houston and galveston i know yeah yeah, yeah i was, for sure yeah um so i was a Big Elijah one dork growing up, you know, Mm -hmm. he was my dude. Like just how smooth he was for a big guy. Like he set the standard for people coming after him. Like you walking in and like just seeing him like being around all the time. Like, oh yeah, like how humbling was that? Like this is a legend. Like Uh he's one of
2: the goats. Oh, when he spoke, you don't speak. Um, I, I learned so much more when it came to footwork, having him around that. Well, I think it was two years, having him with me in in Houston for two years. It was amazing because the guy being six eleven, six twelve, how he was just how he just flowed. It's like he was a ballerina to a certain extent, and he took what the defense gave him, and he had his go to moves. That's why. He would always tell me, Kenny, slow down, slow down. I'm trying to have that African <laughs> voice, but I'm not doing it, right? He's like, slow down. Like, You go at your speed, and the defense will react, and you throw them off or whatever that may be. But stick to your basic principles and do your thing because he was, he was like, Kenny, you already have great footwork. So I figured I would throw that out there. We're here with Kenny Thomas, Lobo legend,
3: NBA vet, and coach. Of the enchantment team for the basketball tournament got a big exhibition sunday at six o'clock at the pit get your tickets they are running out super fast go lobos.com
2: slash tickets slash tickets and they they're start at 10 bucks um lower level the hard shares are 25 so they're not that expensive a good price right um we're, we're selling tickets pretty good right now, but just to let everybody know you're supporting the TBT team um, with expenses and things like that and it's one of those things like we're riding on a bus on Thursday. I'm gonna get on that bus for like nine hours. you know what I mean um, but it's it's one of those things that you, you still got to stay humble and, and 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 appreciate the smaller things in life because there's a lot of people that are going through way worse situations than than me and you are. If that makes sense.
3: So you're coaching the Enchantment for the TBT and you dipped your toe into some coaching uh, Juco, California. Did you catch the bug as coaching something that you might see in your future?
2: If it makes sense, because me doing basketball tournaments, you can't really give any wisdom there. It's a matter of me being there, but doing like basketball clinics, which I'm going to be doing as well and camps and things like that. It's It's all about the knowledge and my knowledge is up here right now. Um, it's not in my body, <laughs> so the body's not gonna move like it used to, and this and that. So, coaching—it, it, it's all about me giving my knowledge. I can't, I cannot share my knowledge. And it's starting with the TBT. It's not starting with the TBT. It started with the junior college, like you said. But now, it's another level with the TBT. And at the same time, we're on ESPN. Keep that in mind, people. We're on ESPN three. If we win on July 17th, we play on the 18th. And then if we win, we play on the 20th. And then if we win those three games, we go to Dayton, Ohio, for the championship bracket. So it's it's going to be nice. Check that out, ESPN3, Team enchant The Enchantment. It's going to be a fun Sunday. I'll be there. You should
3: too, Albuquerque. We're here with Kenny Thomas, Lobo legend, and NBA vet, coach of the Enchantment TBT. You want to find him on social media. It's at Kenny Thomas MBA. Check out his Instagram. He has a lot of fun with it. Interacts with his fa- friends, fans, and followers. All right. Talking MBA. Yes, sir. Who did you play with where you were just like, okay, let's not say the great. Besides the greats, besides the obvious answers, who did you play with in your career? And you're like,
2: I can't, I can't deal with this guy. Oh, no. I who is, who is this guy? No. I didn't think know it was nobody. You talking about me personally? Yeah. I can't deal with this guy. Yeah. No, no, I didn't. Just, know. just the goats and no. yeah, you had that kind of confidence. You had that kind of swagger where <laughs> I'm here with anybody. <laughs> I didn't care who it was. I mean, that person bleeds just like, like I bleed. Um, I'm going to get the ball just like that person's going to get the ball. He got to defend me just like, you know what I mean? But I will say this. There, there's a, There's a lot of guys that I played against, KG, Tim Duncan, even Jamal Mashburn. Larry Brown had me guarding him, and he's a three. Um, Played with some of the greats, Allen Iverson, Mike Bibby, Pedro Storakovich, Brad Miller, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. But I played against some of the greats, you know what I mean? And then there were some some of those guys that just came in on 10-day contracts that should have stayed. But they didn't stay. Uh, um, Moochie Norris was a guy that ten, 10, 10, day contract and he was doing his thing. Next thing you know, he's on the team getting paid. Steve Francis. Ooh, franchise. Yes, that was my dude. Still talk to him. We call each other Rook. Rook. Yeah, we call each other Rook. <laughs> we just started, he started doing that and he's Steve Francis. So I had to follow the lead. You Naturally. Know so, um, I, I played against a lot of great guys, man. I think I came in at the right time because we were making, I made a lot of money. But now the money that these guys are making is kind of stupid because Allen Iverson and those one guys that were on the team they made like the twenty to twenty five million a year. Now you got guys making that into the bench, into the bench, man. Yeah. They're not even getting off the bench. Yeah. But I'm not mad about that. Those guys need to get their money, but at the same time, they're so spoiled, and and I think the game is totally different now compared to when I was in. And it's about putting up points and things like that. I'm not saying that they don't deserve it. But it's just a different game. And, and what's so, I'll, I'll leave you with this. What's so crazy, it's like, it's, it's like up and down to a certain extent because the game changes and the game is totally different now because when I played, it was more bigs on the inside. And then like myself, I spaced the floor a little bit, but now it's like you got seven foot two guys out on the perimeter shooting the ball and doing whatever. You you came in at the tail end of when they really used to foul
3: you. Oh yeah, yeah. That ain't, they don't like that anymore. Like they no. when they were fouling you back then, it
2: they made you hurt. Oh, trust me. They got their money's worth on their fouls. Oh my God! Like here here's an example. I was playing against Carmelo in in Houston, right? And it was the first time I've ever been injected because you get two technicals, you're done. The first one I got mad, I think, because it was a horrible call. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not thinking, it's Carmelo. Malone. What are you doing, bro? They're going to call that. Sure. And then another one happened. I don't remember the situation, but I got two texts. Next thing you know, I'm thrown out of the game at the compact center, and that's almost like five grand. Hmm. And I'm making like 700000 which is a lot of money. But at the same time, I was trying to keep all my money. Naturally. Yeah. so You don't, you don't give any
3: money back to the association. Uh, no. no. But no. I did a couple times. Yeah, know? sure. Hey. hey. know how that goes. All right, we're going to hit a break. More Kenny Thomas when we get back. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.
5: The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Weekdays at 1, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Uh-oh.
3: DJ Vital getting us turnt in here. What are you doing to me? It's almost 10. (laughs) Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the at Talk ABQ Studio. We're powered by our friends at New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. It is a Fredless Saturday. He's on vacay. He's on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. 505-246-0610 connect with us on the graphic connections hotline and when we're downtown we're drinking and two-stepping at bourbon and boots we're back with lobo legend nba vet coach of the enchantment tbt team Kenny Thomas, welcome back, man. Thanks, man. I just picked up, you said,
2: Graphic Connection. Yeah. My, that's my guy, Scott Cregan. Yeah, Scott's the bomb, man. Yes, yes,
3: yes. He said he said he wants to golf with you in that uh, in our um, YMCA golf tournament. Oh, I'm going to well, I'm gonna have to reach out to you here yeah, in a little yeah, yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 let me know. So, um, we got a question from the text line. So, thanks for reaching out, Albuquerque. 505-246-0610. You can call the Graphic Connection hotline, or you can text straight away and I'll get it right here on my computer using I don't know science technology I don't even know how it works but it comes up right here on my computer Kenny what was the favorite team you played for all of them all of them (laughs) diplomatic
2: answer Kenny will also be running for Congress next year hey you never know man (laughs) hey people are approaching me to do a lot of different things um each team had their own each team had their own moment And I don't think people realize this, but I had 10 coaches in 11 years. Oh. And I had one in Houston, Rudy Tomjanovich, which was awesome because me and Steve Francis came in. So Steve Francis was ISOing and in Mobley, right? Mm -hmm. So we needed bigs to ISO. That's where I came in, Maurice Taylor. Um, And we had some great guys like Calvin Cato and and some other guys. Um, Philly, um, Larry Brown. Um, Allen Iverson, great organization. They're the ones that actually paid me. Um, Houston did me a favor by actually trading me. It was right before Christmas, Larry Brown. Playing with him, and I still talk to Larry Brown to this day, playing with him, it it was phenomenal because how he just came in here and was talking about the mid-range shot. Sure. Larry Brown, I used to be intimidated about dribbling in and and stopping popping because – I felt like somebody was going to block my shot. You know what I mean? But Larry Brown is like, yo, they don't know when you're going to stop. I was like, hey, that makes so much sense. He's like, can he stop dribbling in and spinning? Because I used to spin and try and get to the basket or create something. He's like, no. So he used to stay on me about that. And had some great times in Philly. Um, and then Sacramento. Between Philly and Sacramento, playing with Allen Iverson, if we traveled, man, it felt like we were, on the, we were at home. Because the kid, the kid, the guy is a rock star. And, and then I'm always on TV in Philly. And then I go to Sacramento and we're really on TV, ABC, NBC, early games, just enjoying that whole vibe in, in Sacramento was, Oh my God. It was like mesmerizing. It's like, it's kind of like being at the pit, but it wasn't as big to a certain extent because it was always packed. And I mean, I just had some great times in 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 each um on each team i uh, I had ten coaches man, so that's rough. M- my last five years was pretty was pretty rough
3: i mean you you had some really great seasons. You could tell like there was that promise, the uncertainty of being on so many teams and different coaches, you know, that had to be hard for your development, right?
2: It really was, but it it was, but it really wasn't. It's kind of like that half and half type thing because my mindset, if I got on the floor, I was going to play defense. I was going to run the floor, get easy baskets, try and knock down shots when I was open and try and finish. If If I wasn't doing those things, then I probably didn't deserve to be on the floor. But the fact that I averaged a double-double on my first year of my huge contract, seven <laughs> years, I averaged like 14 and 10, and I'm like, yo, man, okay, I'm on the All-Star ballot. Okay, this following year, let's see, I should be able to make the All-Star team. Ah, nope. New coach, came in, blah, blah, blah. Kenny Thomas played
3: in the association for 11 years, though. Man, that's huge. Might have been dealt a, a bad
2: hand, but you made the best out of it. Oh, it, it wasn't bad at all. I didn't get dealt a bad hand. Let me tell you why. Eleven years, and I made a lot of money. Eleven years in the NBA—that's a—that's a big, big deal. And what's so crazy? I'm about to make more money than I ever made playing basketball. Magic Johnson's my mentor. From, so um, from golf, <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, I'll, you get to
2: you to join the, the senior tour. Hey, i me, uh, me and you. Hey, hey, you never know. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm like a 14 handicap right now, trying to get better. Um. Well, you got a couple strokes on me then. Oh, see? I'm a break 100 guy. Oh, that's fine. I'm a not embarrass myself guy. See where well, we can go out there and have a good time. Yeah, exactly.
3: And have that. A couple beers, exactly. And that. kick it. Yeah, I'm I'm good enough to play well after a couple beers.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so you got a big project uh, on KennyThomas.com. You got some Kenny Thomas merch, some Kenny Thomas swag for men and ladies, and you got a partnership with Zia Graphics. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah. So the, the, the we just have the t-shirts right now. Um, the New Mexico retro kind of like not throwbacks, but it's my number and I basically sign in and it says UNM on the front. We have hats with my KT logo. That's my KT logo right there. Um, you go to KennyThomas.com. My, my logo, all that stuff is there. You can shop at the shop. Um, I also want to bring up the fact that Rudy Chavez, um, he's a local attorney here in Mo Maestas. Um, he's a part of the House of Senate. We are looking at starting an agency for name, image, and likeness. And we're trying to help these kids in college and high school get the opportunity to get paid as well. So you businesses, if you're looking for opportunities to actually associate with the UNM Athletics, boys boys, and girls, um, hit me up. Um, you can go to my website or you can go to Instagram or my handle on any of the social media platforms, Kenny Thomas NBA. Sweet. Lobo legend, NBA
3: vet, coach of the TBT enchantment team. Make sure you get out to the pit Sunday at 6 o'clock. Three-point contest, slam dunk contest, and a Lobo alumni scrimmage. It's going to be a lot of fun. Go to golobos.com slash tickets before they sell out. And guess what? Call in in the next segment for your chance to win four tickets. To the TBT. We're going to put your name at will call 505 246 0610. Connect with us on the Graphic Connections hotline. Anything,
2: uh, any more to add? My heart, okay, I, I got to say this. I'm totally slipping people. For the game, um, JB White, Miranda Sanchez, and Calvin Scarborough, um, may they all rest in peace. Um, the game on Sunday, we're surrounding different things to where their names are going to be associated if it's both teams, J.B. White and Calvin Scarborough and the Miranda Sanchez three-point shootout or the dunk contest, whichever one that may be. Um, I just wanted to give a shout-out to them. God rest their souls. Um, We're thinking about you all. Calvin was a big part of my situation when I was here at UNM. He looked out for me and Charles Smith. He... In the summer, he took care of us. He got us out to these different events, um, appearances and things like that. And he, he was going to help me with these basketball tournaments and the things that I have going on. He, he was just that guy in the, in the community and he was always looking out for different players. And he did a basketball clinic with me at a Slatta casino at their community center, um, right before he passed away. So, um, God rest his soul there. And if there's people out here in the community that's interested in me getting out there, I'm totally willing to come out um, wherever it may be to a certain extent, if it makes sense. Um, reach out to me on my um, on my website, KennyThomas.com, or once again, my handle, KennyThomasNBA.
3: Thanks for closing out like that, Kenny. You killed it today. Really appreciate spending an hour with you today on ABQ Central. If you need more Kenny Thomas info, it's KennyThomas.com or follow him on social media at KennyThomasNBA. Had some fun, man. Thanks for coming. Man,
2: this was a blast. And then I got to see Greg Jackson. Yeah, Greg's on the way. Yeah. You got to see David Carl on the way in. Oh, even better. Yeah. Yeah, I was hanging out with Greg last night at the United game and all that. So I want to give a shout out. Thank you, Peter, and the New Mexico United for taking care of me. And I will see you at the game on Monday again more abq
3: central in the 10 o'clock hour you're listening to 95.9 fm and am 610
0: d sports animal listening to abq central well to be fair to be fair to be fair to be fair, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. with your host van nunley and fred slow yes. <laughs> All right, this is gonna be so good 95.9 fm 610 the sports animal the cream of the crop and talkabq.com.
2: turn it up turn it up
3: sorry for the long commercial break We were swapping guests, Albuquerque. Thanks for Kenny Thomas. Appreciate him coming in. Got a lot going on in Albuquerque. Probably your next mayor, I would guess. The way he's been received since he's been back. He was at the game last night. He was at the match last night. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to... Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. It's a Fredless Saturday as he is on the road. Fred's on vacation. And whenever Fred's on the road, he's on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. 505-246-0610. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection hotline. Not only can you call the program at 505-246-0610, you can also text the program. I got, through the powers of technology, I have your text messages right in front of me. Text me whatever you want. You have pressing questions. You got some hot topics. Hit us up. And whenever we're downtown, we're partying at Bourbon and Boots. David Carl. New Mexico United in the house. Multiple time caller. First time in the studio. Good time morning, time. David. Good morning. How are you, man? Oh oh so good. A little jacked up on caffeine. I brought a big carafe of coffee yep. for all of our guests. And I have gotten rid of exactly one cup of coffee. Uh, to, to Kenny Thomas, I don't <laughs> don't mean to be a, a
1: downer. I'm just not a coffee guy. What about scone? Do you do scone? Oh yeah, I got a scone. I'll do a scone any any day of the week. All go. right, first commercial break. Scones yours. All right, start eating the scone in the middle of the segment here.
3: You want to get sconed, man?
1: <laughs> <laughs> At all times, scones are always available. A um, rainy night. Yeah,
3: I love a rainy night.
1: Uh, ra- rainy, but but positive. Rainy, but uh, an awesome outcome in a lot of different ways. Uh, rainy and three points, first and foremost. What a match last night for United. S-
3: scored three goals Yep, and got three points on the scoreboard. Big night for New Mexico United. 1-1. For 90 minutes, David.
1: <laughs> uh, a terrifying 1-1 for large portions of that. You know, we scored first. Sergio Rivas gets his first goal. Well, excuse me, not his first goal. His third goal of the season, first goal of the match uh, in the 16th. And we're feeling all right. You know, you are never perfectly comfortable with the one-goal lead. But it's better than being down 1-0. So we get the goal, feeling all right, getting to halftime, still up 1-0. And then Haji Berry for Colorado Springs. He's the leading goal scorer in the league. He's played 11 matches. He scored 12 goals. It's ridiculous. It's a little automatic. The man can't stop scoring. Uh, so he scores to even it up in like the 55th minute, somewhere around there. And then the rest of the way in regulation time, it's it's even. They had a red card, so they're playing with 10 men, and they're locking it down. And then stoppage time comes around, and Mike Azir and Ilya Illich do their thing, and the lab goes wild.
3: I couldn't imagine. The rain scared me away last night. Ooh. I feel I feel so bad. Please don't dox me. I'm still a huge United fan. He David I, here are, in the studio. I'm wearing a United shirt hey, right now. We we both we both are. Yeah, we both these. I mean these shirts. It's one of my favorite shirts. Is it because like it it's so quality? Highlights your biceps. Yes, right? it's like it's a medium. Yep. But that says medium and it makes an me extra feel, Makes me feel like a big boy. <laughs> they also sell them at the Baby Gap. It's perfect. Yeah, they're great. They, they, sell, they sell them everywhere. New Mexico United is taking over Albuquerque. The, I mean, the passion yeah. for this team, it's a beautiful thing. I, I, I knew it was going to be a big deal here. We're a soccer-loving state. We're a soccer-loving community. Mm-hmm. We're an international community. Yep. So I knew they're going to do good. I did not expect this response. What do you think the key is for New Mexico United to just be so wildly popular in the community?
1: I think it's a couple things. One, uh New Mexicans are the best fans in the country. Period. Bar none. Uh, there are no equivocations on that. Number two, I think it's the fact that this club focuses on community first, right? You know, we we've been told as New Mexicans that we're second rate, that we're behind everybody else, we're top of the bad list, bottom of the good list, all that kind of stuff and we don't really buy that at New Mexico United. That's that's not who we are. You know, we, we, we brag about being New Mexicans. We're proud of being New Mexicans and there's no one else we would rather be than New Mexicans, and I think people relate to that.
3: I love the black and yellow everywhere around Albuquerque. It's a beautiful thing. Let's go back to the game a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. So we had a one hour rain delay. Yep. And finally the weather cleared. And say, let's play. Well, rain's not going to stop us. lightning. Yeah. Lightning. Let's play in the marsh. Pretty much, yeah. A lot of dirty socks last night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And I feel for the the wonderful folks over at Isotopes Park because they have to do the transitions back and forth between soccer and baseball. And they do an incredible job. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Making sure that both both games can be played on that field. Uh, And the rain does not help their cause. So we appreciate them. We are sorry for the rain. We wish
3: we could control it, but we cannot. So not so much of a rain delay as a lightning delay. Yeah. Don't want to put anyone in our community in danger. That's right. 1-1 at the half. Mm -hmm. 1-1 at the end of full time. But then the stoppage time starts rolling. Michael Azira. That's right. Tell me about that goal. Yeah. So
1: Mike Azira, by the way, Maybe the nicest person I've ever met in soccer. One of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. The man cares about community, That's cares about people. He's incredible.
3: I'm sitting right here, Dave. You don't have to insult me to my face. He's
1: the second nicest person. That's the- better. There you go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but he he steps up. It's a great cross from Cello Martinez, as Chelo Martinez does. Um, and And Mike just slots it away. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's a near side goal. Uh, goalkeeper leaves a little bit of space, and Mike finds that sliver and, and, and gets it home. It's his first goal for New Mexico United, and again, couldn't happen to a nicer person. Uh, thrilled for Mike, and that ends up being the game winner. And then Ilya Illich.
3: Who- I'm, I'm glad you said the name. Yeah. Because I looked at it on paper. I-
1: I- no, Ilya Illich. Yeah. Ilya Illich.
3: Ilya I-, I would not dare say that unless I heard someone else say it. See, when I send out the match notes, there's always a pronunciation guide. i got to get you on that. Get you a pronunciation Oh, my God. Guide. Yeah. Ilya Illich. So, not to be outdone, Ilya Illich. Hey, well done. Three minutes in stoppage time. Yep. Drains another one. And yeah. that's good. End of year, right?
1: Oh, it's 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 great. And I think the way that Ilya took that goal, too, right? So he gets a ball again. Another one from Cello Martinez. Ends up with two assists in stoppage time, which is pretty incredible. Sweet. Uh, he gets the ball from, from Cello, and he could have just blasted it right at the goalkeeper and it likely would have just been deflected out. But he's smart. He takes his first touch actually away from the goal, which at the time you're thinking, what are you doing? Why aren't you going to goal? But he's just intelligent, cerebral, and he steps around the goalkeeper because the goalie dives out and he fires just up and away after he stepped around the goalkeeper and it's it's an empty net at that point. It was just a smart play from Ilya and it was his first goal for New Mexico United too. So a, a couple firsts there and then there's another big first an historic first for the match yesterday christian nava 17 years old is an academy player for new mexico united this kid played for albuquerque high school scored the scored the, the winning goal in the state championship two years ago for albuquerque high the first time in new mexico united history we've had an academy player play for the first team he stepped on as a sub in the second half we are so so proud of that. He is a New Mexico born and bred seventeen year old kid, and he not only did he step on the pitch, but he was competing with these guys who are sometimes twice his age, twice his size. He's five two. He is small. He's sneaky,
3: you just run between their legs and get an assist. <laughs> it's like Mighty Mouse. Yeah. He, he he
1: can he goes up and I've seen him do this in training, I've seen him do this in matches against players that are so much bigger than he is, and he is not he is completely unafraid. And again, historic to see him make his debut last night. It's the first time we've ever had an Academy player play in a first-team match in our history. Incredible.
3: We're going to go to break. When we come back, more David Carl, New Mexico United, 505 We'll take your hot-button questions, your hot takes. Hit us up on the Graphic Connection hotline. More ABQ Central when we get back. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM610, the sports animal.
5: Take us with you anywhere. Download the KNML app in the iTunes or Google Play. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.
3: Congratulations to Harold, the winner of the four tickets to the Enchantment Alumni Game. They'll be under your name, Harold, at Will Call. Just go and pick them up. Before the game, I'd highly recommend you be early. It's going to be a sellout or close to a sellout from what the tickets are showing so far. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central Live from the At Talk ABQ Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. It's a fredless Saturday. He's on vacation. And when he's on vacation... He is on the road with Chisholm Trail RV, 505-246-0610. Connect with us on the Graphic Connections hotline. And when we're downtown, David, we party at Bourbon & Boots. Well, all right. And, and when I'm here, I eat high-quality scones. Yes, you do. Yeah.
0: Very good scones. <laughs> these, are, these
3: are great scones. You're welcome. I made them myself. Did you? Wow. Yes, yeah, It's impressive. My, my great-grandmother's recipe. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's She's a forward-thinking woman. Yes, and I also brewed that coffee sitting there all by myself.
1: The one that you've gotten rid of one cup out
3: of the carafe. Yeah, and then I, uh, I corrugated that cardboard and made a carafe box. You are truly a Renaissance man. Yeah. All this morning. Wow, <laughs> I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Big night last night. I could understand you're up celebrating, weren't you? Uh, I went
1: home and passed out. But uh, I think you know, after the match ends, that's kind of where my my biggest work begins i got to do the post-match press conference i've got to write up a match report i got to do a quote sheet i got to do all this kind of stuff so i don't leave the the park until into the wee hours of the morning
3: yeah and you guys are on a, a one hour delay that's right. and with the the game being late and with all of your after match necessities the activities yeah when did you get to bed probably around two. Oh, that's not too bad it could be worse oh yeah it could be worse yeah I thought with the delay you'd say like four in the morning. No, that would be rough. I was gonna call in and cancel, but I like you guys so much.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I was actually I got to bed around four in the morning. I was gonna call in and cancel, but I like you guys so much.
3: Oh boom. Yeah. There you go. There that's you what go. I that's what I thought you said the yeah, first time. That's what I said. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> the UEFA Euro twenty twenty. UEFA. It's actually twenty twenty one, but it's twenty twenty. It's a misnomer. Just like the Olympics. About to watch the 2020 Olympics in 2021. They're in a state of emergency. Did you see that in Tokyo? Yes, it's very bad. That's scary. Yeah, they're an anti-vax culture. That's not great. They are pro-mask, pro-social distancing, but they are against the vaccines. I agree with two-thirds of that. And they're (laughs) they're seeing why that's a bad idea in real time as they take on people from all over the world in their emergency-stricken country. Yeah. We could talk a little more about that a little bit. Italy and England tomorrow, one PM Mountain.
4: We got that on the radio, Vital. We covering that. I wish we did. I'd go gonna, Italy.
3: Yeah. If you if you couldn't tell by the last
4: name, Vital is uh, Italian. Vitalian. Yes, he's Vitalian. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Besides the World Cup, the uh, Euro Championships—they're the best, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's oh, been yeah. a good one.
1: I don't think I've missed a match. Ooh, impressive. Well, don't tell my boss because some of those are doing work. Most of those are doing work. I have missed several matches. I've just been working a lot. Like you can't work
3: for a football team and not watch.
1: <laughs> we have the games on. in, yeah. in this, in this of shop. Of course, you're yeah.
3: doing research. That's right. I'm just That's very important scouting, work you're doing. Scouting for those teams
1: for the scouting for the players we can take from the English national team. All, All right. right. <laughs>
3: Vital obviously has Italy, whether he thinks or not. I mean, they got Messi, right? I mean, it's a it's a great pick.
4: Messi's with Argentina.
3: Wait, not Messi. Um, come on, brain. Come on, brain. Go on. I can't think. I of I believe him. in you. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, I can't think of their star. Why did Messi pop into my head? It's not Messi. It's
1: well, yeah. Lionel Messi is Italian. Some of their uh, their better players. Uh, they, I mean, Immobile might be the one you're thinking of. Could be Insigne.
4: There you be. go, Insigne. That's
1: probably who you think. Yes, about. Yeah. correct. Cellini's also really good.
4: Cellini's always good. So, Italy at England.
1: Yeah. Who you got? So, uh, like Mr. Vital, I am Italian, but I'm also English. <gasps> oh. Uh-oh. Ooh, down the middle. I actually, I'm I'm, I'm, lots, I'm, English, Italian, German, and Scottish. So, all four of those teams were in the Euro this year, so I yeah, had a lot were. of options. Nice. Um,
3: <laughs> I'm betting on David this year. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. It's a good bet. Uh, I think it'll. I think. Uh, excuse me. I think England is overrated. I think that they have had the easiest run in of the tournament. Yeah, oh see,
3: that's a big. That's big. Yeah, like in the World Cup, like it, it, who you get bracketed with in the first sure. it determines the rest of your trajectory. Yep. You're saying that England had the easiest road.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And they had the easiest road before a few upsets made it even easier for them. So Italy
3: is always good. Yeah. If you think the best England people is people overrated, people. who do you think should be there? All things being equal.
4: Ooh, well, my Belgium, p- I thought.
3: Well, yeah. Yeah. Belgium
1: is great. I mean, they, that then that was the the toughest first round matchup, um, I think, of of any of the first round matchups uh, as far as kind of the knockout stages uh, was was Belgium and uh, and Portugal rather. And I picked Portugal in that match. But that was the toughest one for me I thought it was the Netherlands I had my bracket I had Italy against Netherlands in the final and then the Netherlands goes out in the first round of the knockouts and there were a lot of upsets uh, but like I said I think I think England has had such such an easy run I agree I mean they I mean so if you go back to the group stage they play Croatia a match they win one nil Croatia's one of the worst teams in the tournament they draw with scotland who is a team that should be inferior to them they beat czech republic one nil so that's how they get through a group that should have been relatively easy for them then a solid win against germany they beat a ukraine team that's not very good and probably should have lost in the first round of the knockouts they barely get by denmark that doesn't have christian ericsson and now they take on italy and i think they're going to get crushed tomorrow by i think it's three nil
3: I always go for the Netherlands. They got the sweetest jerseys.
1: Oh, the orange jerseys are great. Yeah. And if they had Van Dyke, who was out this whole tournament he's injured, I think they had a real shot to win this yeah, tournament. Yeah,
4: I agree.
3: There's a, there's a little piece of me that always wants to vote, to root for the Dutch or anywhere in that area of the world because of the, the surname Van. Yeah. Because that's, that's where my first name comes from. Is, oh, really? It's somebody's surname. Are you Dutch. Uh no, I am I'm mean, obviously very Irish. Well, I knew that. I knew that I could I could tell that by <laughs> yeah. staring upon your visage. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm obviously I'm about two thirds Irish genetically. Yeah. Um hundred percent Irish alcoholically. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you would you would think I got a British surname. Yeah. So my last name, Nunley, is British. Yep. And I'm mostly Irish. You would think I'd be rooting for England, but I am not. Let's go. We got
1: to f- squeeze for Italy
3: here. Because of our history. Of being so very mean to my Irish people <laughs> yeah, and kind of everybody. And, and to the Scottish as well. And the Scottish, yeah. yes. They're when very, Wales. very mean people historically, so go Italy. Yeah. I'm with you, Vital. I'm with you, David. Yeah,
1: I think uh, we, had a, we had a clean sweep for Italy here. And again, I just think they're the better team, man. I think they're going to get one or two goals early and just lock it down defensively. That's what the Italian team has done for generations. That's the thing they do well. They get a goal and they lock down. They're a better team. They've had a tougher run. they
4: play physical, which I like. And it's that's the old school soccer. The old Man United in the 80s and 90s. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm calling a brace for Immobile. He's getting two goals.
3: Ooh, nice. Yeah. So, and plus the watch party I'm going to is at a British guy's house. So I'd love to troll him and root for Italy right in front of him.
1: Yeah, I'm actually going over to a friend's place that, well it's not their place they're going to be at like a local fire station and the fire station is showing the match sweet and i'm gonna they're they're all cheering for england i'm gonna wear my italy jersey it'll be right. great
6: david quit sliding down the pole we're watching soccer <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's depending on how lubricated i am and how lubricated the pole is that's very very possible
3: when we come back more david carl and when we come back we're giving away a four pack to monday's match You're listening to ABQ Central on
5: 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.
4: Are you tweaked? Just kidding.
5: No, I'm not. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.
3: Vital, I'm proud of you. You're mixing it up back there. We used to have like the same 12 songs for months at a time. Now you got a little freestyle DJ action. I like it.
4: Well, we tried to go back to the 90s alternative rock.
3: Well, always go back to the 90s because that's my heyday. I, I peaked in the late 90s, so I really love the early 90s. Is this Fountains of Wayne? I you believe you're correct. Yeah. Let's go.
4: It's Fallout Boy. Oh.
1: Oh, boo. Could have just let me have it, Vital. towel
4: Sorry. Vital,
3: I told you to lie to our guests when they're here in studio. <laughs> so that was Fountains of Wayne. Fountains of Wayne. Yep. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central Live from the At Talk ABQ Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play on T T I Team I-9. You got it. Vital, I think I was having a stroke. <laughs> I smell burning tinfoil. Is that... Can't, everything, I, everything tastes like raisins. I can't feel my left hand. That sounds healthy. We play on Team I9 Sports, is what we do. We yeah. don't we don't do whatever I just said. It's a Fredless Saturday, he's on vacation. When Fred's on vacation, he's on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Five oh five two four six zero six ten. Connect with us on the graphic connection hotline. And when we're downtown, we're at Bourbon and Boots, baby. Woohoo! we're back with david carl new mexico united we're talking united soccer we talk some UEFA. well done 2020. just the right amount of pompousness in that 2020 yeah i, I kind of have to you did you see like my pinky like kinda oh. just, it kind of just like naturally just stood out when, when i it, said it like that when in doubt yep pinky out and now we're gonna have the rapid fire round i am excited and nervous We've had so many interesting guests on today, we haven't addressed a lot of the topics in sports. hmm We had Greg Jackson on, and we barely talked UFC. We had Except Kenny the- Thomas on. Yeah. We barely talked NBA. Got David Carl on, and we did two segments of football. Which is great. Yeah. Which is one more than we usually do on this show. <laughs> yeah, and I'm and I'm an NBA guy too, by the way. Okay, love NBA. Start the NBA Finals. The Suns are up two zero. They won both games handily. Devin Booker is lights out. In- Chris Paul is running up and down, doing whatever he wants to on the court, and they are making all their free throws. Everything. Do the Bucks have a chance, Dave? No, and 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 the reason why is because you are getting these stellar, stellar
1: games from Antetokounmpo. And they still can't keep up. I mean, Dan Kumbo had 42-12 and 12 last night and four assists, by the way. They still lost by double digits. I don't know what more you can expect from him. I mean, you need guys like Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday to step up. And they've had okay games. I think Holiday had like 15, something like that last night. I mean, that, that's fine. But you need more from him in the NBA Finals. You need more from Chris Middleton. Brooke Lopez has been shut down when he's been in there. So Antetokounmpo cannot carry this team by himself. And, and the Suns just play team basketball. I mean, Chris Paul, the assist king, um, you know, with, with eight last night, 23 points. I mean, he is a legend. I'm so happy to see him succeeding. And I don't want to jinx them, but I, I don't see a way for the Bucks to come back.
3: I am really rooting for Chris Paul. I hope it becomes a series, you know, next two games in Milwaukee. Yeah. Hopefully, Vital's Bucks can bounce back and make it a series. You're a Bucks guy, Vitale.
4: Yeah, born and raised. Unfortunately, oh. until this year. <laughs> hey, they
3: they look good. They're a heck of a team. If
1: you coming into the series, they had to have been the favorite, I would imagine.
4: I think if they get, you know, they've been getting more aggressive in the paint. That's where they've been winning. You know, the inside-out game, which is what you don't see a lot now. It's kind of more small ball. But the way in which the Suns' chemistry, especially between CP3 and Booker and Aiden, is incredible. Yeah. But uh, they, I, I thought they've done well. They've outscored the, – the Bucks. have outscored the uh, Suns bench in the last two games. So, I don't know. To me, it's just Drew Holiday and uh, you're right, Chris Middleton. they got to do something, man.
1: And you know what really hurts me about this series? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a diehard Miami Heat fan, uh, born and raised. And to see – we get rid of Jay Crowder for peanuts for no big deal, and he's in there getting double-doubles in the finals. Yeah. yeah. And that just hurts. Meanwhile, you know we we have players who replaced him who can't you know get 10 points in in any game.
3: You get rid of him, and he just finds out how to shoot three-pointers all of a sudden. Jay Crowder's a winner.
1: Yeah. The guy, I mean, everywhere he goes, he wins. He was great Big with us, time. and we got rid of him. I, I love Jay Crowder, and I'm sad to see. I mean, I'm happy for him. I'm sad to see him not doing that for Miami.
3: Got a four-pack of tickets to the United match on Monday, 505-246-0610. Call in to get your tickets. We've got a four-pack for you. Take the fam out to a a rare Monday night football. First in our history. Yeah.
1: First ever. Yeah, we're going to have a little local celebrity who's gone kind of national celebrity. Zach Gentry, El Dorado grad, uh, was an absolutely dominant quarterback in high school. Now he is a tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to be there again Monday Night Football you get the you get the crossover
3: okay. the the Instagram push was very strong uh
1: the, the mariachi's playing the Monday Night Football theme come on
3: yeah That's mariachi's okay. playing Monday Night Football having the the football players, the Bart call
1: in. Scott, Keyshawn okay. Johnson, Mike Golick Jr., Freddie Coleman. Yeah, absolutely. And then very, very cool. We're gonna we're playing up the tailgate, of course. That's gonna be the the big thing. We need everybody to maybe take a half day on Monday, come out and tailgate. There's gonna be a couple tailgate competitions you're not gonna want to miss. Uh, best tailgate food, best tailgate setup. We're gonna have some local chefs out there cooking, uh, and they'll be judged by some local chefs, and should be a lot of fun. And, and Zach Jen will be out there at the tailgate too. So come on up, take a
3: half day of work or or take the whole day off. I'm not your mom. I'm not your mom. Earlier this week, Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady, two of the top 10 golfers versus what I consider the two best quarterbacks in the league. Patrick Mahomes a little too young for this conversation as of now. Yeah, okay. Two top 10 golfers, two top 5 quarterbacks played some golf for 6 hours. My word. Really? I don't care about anything for six hours. Were you in the cart, just shotgun and beers
1: that whole time? Like, how do you survive six hours of golf? Also, it's, I would get very sunburned.
3: Yeah, it, it is. It was rough. It was a rough watch. The first one only took like three and a half hours, yeah. maybe four. What What six, makes golf go on that long? Uh, it being on TV and asking questions and having special guests and taking their sweet time. and Do people watch for six hours straight? I know some people did. It got really good ratings. Oof. It sold millions and millions and millions of commercials. All right. I guess it makes people happy. I mean, I thought it was very interesting, but not for six hours.
1: I, I know next to nothing about golf. I, I pride myself on, on knowing sports and, and being a big sports fan. Golf and NASCAR are outside my realm. Beyond that, I think I. Oh, UFC, I know a little bit. I'm still getting into UFC. You know, I watch whenever there's an
3: Albuquerque fighter anytime. Um, But yeah, golf, six hours straight. Six hours. I don't think I could do it. And you can't have those four dudes. They're not entertaining enough to watch for straight. I was captivated. For an hour. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, they're joking back and forth. Oh my gosh, they're analyzing their shots. Sure. This is a cool learning lesson from like professional to amateur. It's cool seeing non professional golfers play well and hit good shots and like see their like amateur excitement instead of like being a pro and holding back their emotions. They're like, yeah. Well,
1: personality wise, if you took a piece of wheat bread and then painted it with taupe
3: paint, that's Tom Brady. Yes. He's boring. He says all the right answers. He's a walking cliche. Yeah, he's boring. Except except for the Uggs. And then he kisses people on the mouth all the time. It's weird. Yeah, the Uggs threw me for a loop. It was very un-Tom Brady. But yeah, yeah, kissing strangers on the mouth. It's strange. (laughs) And there's a pandemic, Tom. What are you doing? Pandemic Tom. (laughs) That's what we call him, pandemic Tom. The beard James Harden got pulled over in Paris because his car smelled like weed. I'm sure that's a coincidence. Making your surprise face at me, Dave.
1: <laughs> you know what, man? I I I am of the of the belief that it should be legal everywhere. It doesn't hurt anybody. Helps people. Makes people feel better. But if you get pulled over and it smells like weed
3: and you shouldn't have weed, well, you, what, you
1: get you get the consequences. I don't know. Did he get consequences? He is a famous person.
3: He was apprehended and then subsequently released. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Things could be worse. For James Harden. The Olympics have banned spectators. Yeah. That's- Not just international spectators, but all spectators. What, what kind of blow is that? That's for the Olympics?
1: awful. I mean, think about it. one of my favorite parts. Obviously, the Olympics are great. Everybody loves watching the Olympics and, and the competition is incredible. And, you know, you cheer for your, your, your country and, and all these various sports that you otherwise might not watch. I've never watched a long jump outside of the Olympics. Right. Sure. Or, or fencing. I'm or a thing.
3: huge curling fan. Every I love curling. Years, every four years. I'm yes. the biggest curling fan on Earth.
1: Outside of that, I don't watch curling. Yeah. But, uh, you know. One of the best parts of the Olympics, in my opinion, is the opening ceremony. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous, and part of that is the fans, right? Yes. You remember yeah. when it was in Beijing? It was incredible. Beautiful. Yeah, and, and the fans being there, and you see all the all the different countries walking in, you know, with their different different outfits and different, you know, they, I think the Canadians are going to have the Canadian tuxedo as their outfit this year, and like the fans react to the the everything everybody's
3: doing. And David just okay. did it. We're up against the wall. We did not have time for the varsity. Oh no popped it into my head with the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. Today's I-9 varsity is varsity of outfits. Ooh. Varsity of outfits. Okay. So we're going to hit that after the commercial break. Sorry to interrupt.
1: No. No, but the fans. That's that's the thing that stinks. And I'm excited to see what this varsity of outfits could look like. How are we doing that? All right.
3: <laughs> I'll explain you during a commercial break. Yeah, yeah. Something me and Fred do every show. Yeah, no, I know what the varsity is. I'm just trying yeah. to think of how we do Yeah, okay. How, yeah, yeah. You'll have some time. Okay. So, yeah, I'm bummed out for the athletes. Yeah. Like, you work... Your whole life? for four, Really, your whole life. But you work every day for four years with one goal in mind. You have all the passion in the world you have all the effort in the world and you know some people get some small sponsorship some people you know they get some help but you're not a professional athlete you're not making millions of dollars getting trained no you're getting by by the skin of your teeth to be so passionate about this one sport whatever it is because every four years you get to go in front of the world you get to go in front of the lo- your loved ones you get to go in front of your country and fight your hardest for your country and no one gets to do that this year. That's right. It's a shame. It's a shame. And again, you, you it's literally
1: their entire lives and, and it's something that can be at times niche. Like I said, fencing isn't doesn't exactly have a, a big following in the United States that I'm aware of. And they dedicate their lives to it and it it doesn't happen the way they want. And very few of these folks have endorsement deals. You know, Simone Biles has a has one and that's great. She deserves it. I think she's got one with like McDonald's or something like mm-hmm. that. But beyond that right now, there's not a ton of Olympic athletes that have that have endorsements not everybody's
3: michael phelps you know and it's a shame free four pack of tickets to the new mexico united match on monday 505-246-0610 call in and get your ticks more sports talk on abq central you're listening to 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports Animal.
5: The Herd with Colin Cowherd Weekdays at 1 95.9 FM and AM 610 The Sports Animal
3: DJ Vital continues to rock out Spinning your rock and roll hits Welcome back to Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We are powered by our friends at New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I nine. David does not play on Team I nine, as his jump shot just missed the trash bag significantly. It was, it was, it was not close. It, it would have hit the rim, I think. I don't. It was not an air ball. You got that going I for you. Suppose it depends on how big the rim is. It's a Fredless Saturday. And he's on the road with Chisholm Trail RV and 505-246-0610. Hit us up on the Graphic Connection hotline. We got four tickets to New Mexico United this coming Monday. Monday night football. Yeah. At the
1: lab. I mean, if you were there last night, you know how the the, I guess the atmosphere is. And if you weren't there last night, you missed out on a heck of a match. Get there for Monday.
3: I'm very jealous. And we will see you on Monday. Yeah. As my hetero life mate and co-host, Fred Slow will be back in town, and we're definitely going to go say hi to our friends at New Mexico United on Monday. If you would like four free tickets on Monday, 505-246-0610, ready to congratulate a winner, hurry up and call in as we have 10 minutes left. It's flown by. It has, right? Yeah. We'll do this for a few more hours. Hey, time flies when you're having fun, brother. All right. All right, all right. <laughs> so, hey, one thing that we love that New Mexico United does is support the community. Heck, yeah. You guys are always out doing something. We love taking part in that. We love being friends with you guys in that manner. What do you guys got going on coming up?
1: Yeah. Uh, as, as I mentioned, you know, Christian Nava playing last night was massive For the, I mean, that's the academy, and the academy is financed through the Somos Unidos Foundation, and the foundation only exists because of incredible people across New Mexico donating to incredible causes. We're one of the few academies in the country, I think only three in the entire country at any level, USL, MLS, that is completely free to every kid who plays. Kids don't pay a dime, their parents don't pay a dime, and that's because of donations from the community. So they're able to train at the highest level because of donations and christian nava played in a professional match last night as a 17 year old and played well because people are generous in our community so that's that's incredible and and something that we're really really proud of uh we we just wrapped up uh our june pride campaign gave away not gave away excuse me raffled off uh the match worn signed pride kits from our pride match and that was absolutely incredible um gave those away and and raffled those off at at drag bingo which was a lot of fun nice uh and raised almost ten thousand dollars for again another wonderful cause so supporting the foundation i think first and foremost is is wonderful and we continue to do these community clinics across albuquerque and across new mexico we've got them every monday in borealis um free clinics for any kid who wants to come on out uh and train with david estrada former professional player and current coach at the academy and several players come out there i believe last week justin schmidt was out there it's a lot of fun That Estrada kid, he can play some soccer. Man, he was an incredible player, and he's up there with Mike Azir for one of the most incredible, kind people I've ever met in the game.
3: Yeah, they should fight to the death to see who's nicer.
1: You're just saying that because they're up there with you, (laughs) and if they take them both out, then you're on your own.
3: Oh, I'm too much of a ginger to blush, but I am blushing right now. You can't tell. (laughs) Today's I-9 varsity is varsity of outfits. Yeah. Jumped into my head when you mentioned a Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. We were up against the wall for varsity topics. So here we are. David, what is on your varsity of outfits?
1: So do I do all five of these right away or do I go one at a time? One at a time. All right. First, it's very specific to a specific body part. But as a Floridian, I grew up in Florida. I am now a New Mexican. But socks and sandals, man.
3: Oh, <laughs> big fan of socks and slides. That makes a statement. Yeah. Either you're completely oblivious or... Or you don't Are Or you're such an absolute badass, you don't <laughs> care.
1: <laughs> it's also a soccer thing, I would say, too. You know, I, I played soccer growing up as a kid, and, you know, you, you finish up your game, you're tired, you don't want to put it, you take off your boots, you don't want to put on your shoes. You just slide the slides on, you got your socks
3: exactly. underneath. See, the slides are different than sandals.
1: Okay, yo, okay soccer, so I'll socks give, and
3: slides. I'll, I'll draw a line in the sand right there. Yeah. Okay, my first outfit is the Halloween costume. Ah. You only wear it once a year. You spend too much money on it. Spend too much money on it. Mm -hmm. But you usually have a really good time in it. Yeah. So that's my number one outfit.
1: Occasionally, they end up with vomit on them. It just just happens. All right. Number two for me, 90s flannel. Ooh, strong. Um, Smells like teen spirit. We're talking Nirvana. You're talking usually like brown with a little bit of blue in there and some ripped jeans, Kurt Cobain style.
3: 90s flannel for me. I will go with the baseball manager's outfit because it is absolutely the Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, the jersey, the pants, yeah, yeah. the jacket, the hat, the everything. Those clothes are made for players. <laughs> yeah. The manager has no business whatsoever. Tommy sort of being in those clothes. Yeah. You don't you don't need them. Tommy Lee Snorda comes You to could mind. manage in pajamas. You do not need your stretchy pants. You do not need your sliding shorts. Nope. You do not need a cup. You do not need a super fit. Coach runs out there in Sunshine. cleats. Yeah. You're like what you are work, you doing? Please. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> the baseball manager's outfit is completely unnecessary. I love it, that. It makes my varsity. What you got next?
1: All right, this one might uh might ruffle some feathers. Oh, uh, here we go. Basic white women dressing like a scarecrow in the fall.
3: Oh, that's so good.
1: Come on. That's very good. Very often large hats, uh, plaid, loose fitting shirts with a white blouse underneath, jeans with rips in them and boots that don't make sense for
3: wearing in a cornfield. But why are you doing that? Sure. Except Except for the flannel. I call that the Han Solo look. I could see that. Yeah, yeah that kind of makes sense. They got the, the vest over the white shirt, yep. and then the pants, and then the boots. And
1: Usually something in, in one of these cups, coffee
3: cup. Yeah. yeah. They're accidentally cosplaying Han Solo, and I love it. <laughs> okay, we're up against the breaks. So we got time for one more. All right. Oh, man, I got two good ones. My, You can drop them both. All right. My number one outfit, the first face on my varsity, and this one's for you, Vital. My number one outfit is the Chicago Mob Oh, okay. That's an outfit. Three-piece suit. That's an outfit. Bowler the stripes. Yeah. They wear great outfits, and they're literally called an outfit. Double whammy. Dang. Mic drop. I'm out. I don't know if I can do my last two now. <laughs> I was proud of them <laughs> until
1: then. All right. I've got a tie for first. Dad mowing the lawn. Excellent. Which is high white socks, white new balance, navy blue high-waisted shorts, and a t-shirt from an old restaurant that no longer exists. Beautiful. And then Run DMC, Kangol, Chain, Crush Velvet, and Adidas.
3: See, that's a revoli- nice. revolutionary outfit. That is very strong. And that's one I grew up with, so it's very important to me. Thank you for our guest today. Awesome having you in studio. Greg Jackson, Jackson MMA, Lobo legend, NBA vet, Kenny Thomas. Had some fun with Kenny. And then New Mexico United's own, David Carl. Woohoo! Thanks for coming in, buddy. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Catch you next week, Albuquerque. Thanks for listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM610D, Sports Animal.